What's going on, everyone? This is the MSK Show, and I'm your host, MSK, actually. So we had my most anticipated film of 2022 drop this past week, and it was The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, and it was amazing. Now, a lot of people have been going around saying it's a you know masterpiece. Uh, I wouldn't really go as far as to say <laughs> that, but... but but it is really, really good. You know, a lot of people are really, really trying to find that next comic book hero, like, yeah, comic book masterpiece. You know, just enjoy you get good movies. And today, special guest, who I'm going to do a Batman podcast with a lot later on down the road, maybe in a month or so. We actually have Joker's Corner today as one of the guests. What's up, man? How are you doing? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I very much appreciate it. Full of smiles today and full of hot takes. Hot takes are going to piss people off, so this should be fun. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, man. Uh, how are you doing? How did you get into doing uh, voice acting for Warner Brothers, actually? Because you said you actually do Joker voice acting for Warner Brothers, actually. So how did that initially begin? So um, the voice acting thing kind of started when um, I decided to kind of do my own thing on primarily on YouTube. I kind of basically uploaded a video proving that I could, in fact, at that at that point in time, the starting of doing the Mark Hamill um, Joker, you know, animated series stuff. And so I just did it as a joke, um, put a video up and <laughs> it got a lot of views in a short amount of time. And so those those views then turned into comments of, holy shit, this guy can do this. Let's let's see if we can get him to make content regularly. And I was doing I was part of uh, the gaming industry at that time. So I was doing gaming. Journalism. Really? Okay. So it was a completely different thing. Yeah. And uh, then I kind of basically just shifted the channel from the 8-Bit Misfit and gaming journalism to the Joker's Corner. And now I create all Joker content all the time of many different types. So. So what is your favorite live uh, interaction of the joke? Sorry, what is your favorite interpretation of the Joker, actually? Are we going animated or live action or both? We'll say all time. Of all, all time, if I had to pick yeah. one, if I had to pick one interpretation, and, and, and mind you, when I say this, mm-hmm. obviously because I'm inspired by Mark Hamill and I like Mark Hamill a lot, I'm, I'm thinking of this and, you know, they're really close to me in, in, in quality, mm-hmm. but Jack Nicholson will always be my go-to. And he's actually re- super underrated now yes. by a lot of people's standards. He's did a very such a good job. Yeah. The he reason why watched- I the way well the reason why I say it is because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jack, we wouldn't have Mark because they're sure. very similar, yeah. and they came around right around the same time. So that Jack's interpretation kind of spawned what we would get in the animated series. So I can't really like say Mark and forget about Jack because there's a lot we owe to Jack in that interpretation and what what we now know as the clown prince now, even in comics is very much inspired by Jack. So um, I always go to him first, but yes, Mark within a close second by far. <laughs> we recently just watched Batman 89. Jack Nicholson does such a good job yeah. as Joker. He does such a good job, man. Like when I first watched that movie, I didn't really get everything that he really did. And then to see it do it like again, <laughs> I was like, okay, now I understand why people think this guy is like one of the best Jokers of all time. Right. Yeah, you have good balance of creepy mm-hmm. and still the manic clown. And that's that's what I think the character needs to be. If you're going to do it on live action properly, um, you've got to be able to find a balance. Because the reason why Gotham and I'm a huge Batman fan. 
And I'm very particular and picky about that universe being represented properly. And I think mm -hmm. Burton started that appropriately and then the comics and then especially the animated series and the, the way to interpret all of Gotham and the characters, especially the villains is to have a perfect balance between silly and wackiness and chaotic and manic violence. And you have to find a way to kind of blend those without one being too goofy and one being too, you know, too manic. And I think, um, Nicholson does that in spades in 89. And I think that's that's part of what I like about Gotham. I mean, that's why I liked about the TV shows. It balanced a really good blend of crazy and wacky and with pure insanity. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like we haven't really, really fully, you know, fully fleshed that out and seen that in live action yet with everything. So. So what I've noticed recently when it comes to like any Batman movie, because we're going to get to the spoilers about the Batman movie. What I've noticed mm -hmm. recently is if anything new comes out, it's automatically the best. There's no debate with a lot of these new age yeah. fans when it comes to movie. It's automatically the best. And whatever you thought before, it wasn't the best. Even though you've like dissected this movie down for like probably five years on end, it doesn't matter. Right. This new new movie that just comes out is automatically the best. Right. It's it's crazy because mm -hmm. I, I kind of I tweeted about this. Um you know, as myself and the one in character was, which I think it's funny, the hypocrisy on the internet when it comes to, because we'll see um, people, you know, who praised the DCEU and the Snyderverse will like, they hate the fact that, um, you know, that, that, that the Batman would be anything, you know, successful or more successful than them. So they criticize the fans of the Batman and say, you know, fuck you. You can only like this one interpretation of Batman, my interpretation. But then at the same time, now we have the juxtaposition. Now the Batman's out and now everybody's essentially uh, sucking the, the, the primitive dick at this point <laughs> of the, uh, of the Batman. And so now everybody's high off of it. So essentially what they do is they do the same thing that they hated being criticized from the, from the Snyderverse cultists and the, you know, and the, and David Aircut people. Now they're doing it to them in reverse, which is kind of funny. So it's kind of weird. I mean, I get it. These are big movies and everyone's excited, but I don't remember when Marvel first started, when Marvel came out, um, even with the first Iron Man that um, people kind of, there wasn't people really like lambasting other people for liking it until now, until of recently, you know, because, you know, if you like Marvel as of recent, uh, which I totally agree, like Marvel's, Marvel went down the shitter after, you know, after the 10 year run. So I get why people criticize other people, but at the same time, it's just like, it's your fandom. It's fine. But mm -hmm. saying that yours is better than the other, it's kind of pointless, kind of silly. Mm -hmm. And it also puts the filmmakers who made it in a very awkward position with their fans. Yeah. What I've noticed is that people always use like the dark Knight as a measuring stick of a masterpiece Batman movie. I'll right. still never understand the people that think that Batman begins is better. I was like, people look at this way. <laughs> it's super simple. Why is the dark Knight considered a masterpiece and Batman begins? Isn't you people need to understand why a general <clears throat> consensus flies because a lot of people generally think this film was a masterpiece, but then people say, well, Batman begins is better. Then I have to ask you, why isn't it called a masterpiece then? Well, I would, I would, I would counteract that. See, I'm a fan. I like Batman Begins better than Dark Knight, and there's a reason why. It's, mm -hmm. it's. There's a difference between it being a better film being versus being a better Batman film. And to me, the uh, it, what Nolan does and Begins is pure, pure comic book Batman. But what he does in Dark Knight is not. It's he. It's literally you can see the differences in Begins where the studio mm -hmm. still had some control. What he did with Batman. Because before that, what did we have? We had Schumacher, 
And so yeah. that was a shit show. So they're very bad. much having, yeah, like a lockdown, right? They're like <laughs> locking down. They're like, hey, you can't touch this too much with your, because the last time we let a man do whatever he wanted with Batman, we got the Schumacher film. And so I get that. And I think DC's biggest problem now is they don't have maybe enough control over their properties in some ways because they seem to, I don't know as of lately, if you've noticed, but they seem to really hate the Trin the, the, the Trinity. They seem to really kind of weird. in film anyway. Yeah. Well, like they kind of treat weird. them. They don't like Superman. They don't really, they like captain. Uh, well, I was going to say, well, I have to say captain America, but that's America. Thing. But <laughs> comparing, yeah, yeah. Comparing. No, I meant like the fact that they kind of made, Wonder Woman, the Captain America, where they made her the flagship because of the negativity towards Batman v Superman, which is a shame because she's really yeah. not that in the comics, but because they bastardized Superman so much and they did whatever the hell they did with Batman, they didn't know where to go and say so they thought that was the lightest character they had, which in essentially, yes, it is the lightest character. Mm -hmm. The problem is they just rushed so much they were forced to do that. And I think they've kind of given up on how they represent if they care how their Trinity is represented, which is a shame. It's weird because what ends up happening is they start pivoting towards different things. So like with Batman, they already had a backup plan. Like people can see their backup plans from a mile away. Cause I remember the whole Ben Affleck drama, him and his wife, the drinking, all that stuff. Right. He was pretty on the fence about actually, you know, doing the Batman movie. He was going to write, direct it. We saw that, Deathstroke footage, and then come to <clears throat> yeah. find out later on, he's he's done being Batman, which is so weird because he already announced he was done being Batman in that very moment. That's because the reason why people need to understand the reason why we got this movie now is because after it was confirmed that Ben Affleck was quitting being Batman, that's when they officially got on Matt Reeves. They were already talking to Matt Reeves months in advance right. before because they didn't really feel like Ben was going to be a person that was going to commit to this. So when he finally quit. Warren Bros. was like, okay, Matt Reeves, your turn. Later right. on, they kind of figured out he was not going to have a Batman movie for the DCEU because that's what mostly everyone <laughs> thought. It was like, wait, how are you going to have a Batman movie in the DCEU when there's already a Batman here that's like almost 50 years old? And I didn't think that was going to work out anyway. A Batman that's already 50, 50 years old because no one really understands why BVS just fundamentally doesn't work is because with a character like Batman, you can't just throw him at being 50 years old because there's nothing that you can't connect with this character. There's And this is for a new age generation of people and they were since we were trying to be like the MCU, I was like, "You're already fail. You're already fucking up. This is this is already fried. A fifty-year-old mm -hmm. Batman, and you're trying to get people invested into your cinematic universe, but he's already fifty years old. His life's pretty much essentially done, right? He doesn't have yeah. a villain. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the wrong approach. Yeah, kind of weird. I I would I would agree. I would say that you can do a starting to a trilogy or a franchise with the older Batman, but the thing is, DC doesn't know how to do it because what they do and like you're right they they start a new character a new interpretation of batman in his 50s that's not going to work right but if you are familiar with the core character anyway like millions of people are and you already know his origin and you're familiar with the animated series and all the most popular stuff and you are familiar with him as a character you could essentially drop an audience into an older batman not necessarily 50 years old but 40 you know 30 or 40 whatever the case may be. And you could make it work, um, but you would have to essentially, you have to make the, you can't betray the character. The character has to be the core, the core values of the character and the design 
um, tone and everything has to be of stuff of the most popular stuff, AKA like the animated series, you could drop somebody in there and they would be familiar and they would totally be on the ride with him because they already know what he's been through. And now you're going to show, you know, new stuff he's going to go through. You could do that. But the problem is if you do in a new original interpretation of Batman, then you can't do it. And that was, that was, I think why the script failed other than other problems with the script is you can't drop people into an older Batman that we haven't seen on screen. That is a completely different Batman than what we've seen before. Yeah. But you could do it with a Batman. We know love and care about if it's older and we're familiar with his work from the past, you could do that because they wanted to do what the DCEU did. What's well, sorry. They wanted to do what the MCU did with like half the legwork. Right. Yeah. The, the reason why people didn't really get, I didn't get attached to Ben Affleck's Batman, not because he was just a, not a good Batman, why should I care for his character though? They're like, oh, it's a Dark Knight right. Returns Batman. The reason why people care about Dark Knight Returns as Batman is because you've had years and years and years prepping <laughs> right. for that. You don't just throw that in there. It's something you right. do. You yeah, know? and and people would make excuses. They would say, well, the reason why I like him is because he's a good fighter in this. And I'm like, I don't like Batman and Bruce Wayne just because he can beat the shit out of criminals. That's all cool. That sequ that fight sequence and and yeah, uh, is yeah. great, but that if doesn't that, develop his character. Game fucking right footage. Yeah, yeah. That's not why I mentioned. I'm interested that why I love the character of Batman is because Batman is the man and Bruce Wayne is the costume. That is my favorite thing. That's my favorite interpretation about the idea that the persona, the, um, you know, Bruce Wayne is the disguise of what he is. And, and even more so as he gets older, he becomes Batman where he starts to forget. He becomes kind of a monster, like a beast a little bit. Mm -hmm. You see that in the animated series where he's pushing people away He's literally pushing Robin and other people away because he doesn't want to accept, you know, them, you know, dying and whatnot from other things that have happened. He doesn't want to accept that responsibility. So he pushes people away. They hate him for it. He becomes kind of a monster to do it, but he does it kind of in the right in the, you know, for right reasons, but he becomes his own creature. And that's what's that's compelling to me. I love all that about Batman. I would love to see that represented in film because I think it could be a stellar trilogy if you literally talked about the rise and fall of Batman and his his push away from his from the people who helped him and him getting over his demons. I think that'd be really cool, compelling stuff. And now that we've had the Batman that's come out, so if you guys are watching this right now, this is going to be a spoiler review. So if you guys haven't watched the movie, right. uh, just get the fuck out of here. That's just how that works. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. Have sex with your mom. Go outside and fuck your dog. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> don't be wow. <laughs> There's a lot of hillbilly people out there, man. There's a lot of hillbilly people out there. Uh, true, right true. There's probably a few of them in my chat right now for my subscription group. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Overall, for the Batman, like, the this is the thing. So you want to start with negatives first or positive? I not not a lot of negatives I have really. So I'll start with this. <laughs> Yours will be very different than mine. I know. Really, really. Yes. I very have, different. Have, oh no! Oh lord! What happened? Where yeah. did the movie touch yeah. you? Where did the movie do to you? Um, <laughs> um, really, it's not that it it did not wreck me like past films. It's not like it's something I'm so seething over the movie that made me seething over as a fan was man of steel because I'm such a huge Superman fan and I was promised something I, they didn't deliver for me. So it's, it's a different 
different kind of seating, but what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and don't get me wrong, I love Batman. I love him to death. I it's one of my favorite characters. I have Batman shit all over here in this office. This is by far. I wrote three movie scripts on the character. I love this character. Really? Um, yeah, I wrote an original trilogy a okay. few years back. Um, thinking about selling the rights to the script, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, they are mm-hmm. finished, but I haven't got that far to sell mm-hmm. the rights. But it is definitely right (laughs) right yeah we'll have to see where it goes but yeah i it's um i don't know this film for me has i was really excited by the look of it i mind you i love matt reeves films i think the Mm -hmm. the planet of the apes trilogy is by far one of the greatest trilogies of all time it's right up there with lord of the rings it's stellar stellar stuff Mm -hmm. good great reboot to a sci-fi classic and I was really excited to see what he would do with Batman. I don't necessarily like, I like his style of the art deco. I'm um, going back to the kind of mm-hmm. almost art deco, um, you know, pre art deco uh, film noir look that never mm-hmm. bothered me. I like the idea of doing that. The Batman year one, year two stuff's kind of a little weird, but you know, there's stuff I could overlook in that. I think my main gripe with the film before I went to the film was the casting the, uh, from what I had heard from where the script was going to go, who the focuses of the villains were going to be first, and who, I mean, you know, obviously who was going to play Batman and if that was going mm-hmm. to work out. Um, did any of those concerns kind of lift off of my shoulders when I saw the film? Yes and no. I would say mostly no. I think I was pretty dead on on some of the casting I had concerns with, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I was really hoping it would change my mind and it did not deliver on that. In fact, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of bummed me out a little bit that, that they couldn't have maybe, I don't know, um, taken a little bit more time with um, the casting process or maybe Warner brothers had maybe a little bit more of a hold on the casting process than they ended up doing. Cause I feel like, um, Matt Reeves might've had a little bit more leeway with the casting process than, uh, than most directors. But um, I was kind of surprised that, um, that uh, I was going to say, Robert Pattinson was, um, you know, working with the character as much as he could. He definitely had a lot more to work with than uh, Affleck did by far, but you know, you're also working with some a newer version of Batman from the beginning, like we said. So I, mm-hmm. um, that kind of surprised me. I've never, it's weird. I've never really been a Robert Pattinson fan. Even I know I can, I can agree that he has films where he can act. I've seen his better films, but he's kind of, you know, how we always have that actor. We don't really like for whatever reason that we just can't kind of get over. He's that for me. So it was very hard for me to, um, enjoy the fact of that this guy was going to be playing young Batman, because then that tells me I have to watch him for two more movies or five more movies or however many they choose to make. So that, you know, just there's little things like that, that I didn't like story. You know, I had some story problems, but I, I don't need to get into that. If you want to get into that later, I mean, we'll that's fine. That, but yeah. 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 We'll be getting yeah, story right stuff into all that. that. <laughs> down. All right. Family, just want to say anything before we start, actually. Uh, are we waiting to do negatives and positives, or is that now? Mostly just negatives right right now. If you have any negatives that you want to, I mean, yeah. Out. If if forgets to be a superhero movie at times, you know, 
it, it takes itself a little too seriously on that journey for the neo-noir film that mm -hmm. it's trying to be. So the action is lacking a little bit at points. I think Nerdman was right about that. Uh, the scope's lacking a little bit. I understand that's not what he set out to intend to make, but yeah, you know, for a wider audience, you know, that that kind of is lacking. And then, I, uh, like you said, I felt like Alfred was. I could take him or leave him. You know, I feel like that was the one part of the casting that wasn't like really great. Yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty slim in that. I'm, I'm actually shocked at how little he was not put in the film, considering Alfred is kind of the guiding light of Bruce. Very interesting that they chose to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's kind of, isn't it weird to a uh, film that we were talking about? Like you said something about it not being a superhero film. And I feel like kind of the misstep for me, because I love Batman so much is I miss, can we make a film where Batman is the, um, the legendary um, miss uh, like mysterious, almost like, you know, a legend in Gotham where he is, where people are talking about him, like as if he's some creature in the night where he's to be feared. We don't have, we haven't really had that maybe since 89. That's, that's why I like those first, uh, I love those first 10 minutes when he was like, they think I'm in the shadows, but I am the shadows. Right. Yeah. That stuff's great. I just wish they, that we could hold Expand that. Expand upon film. it. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like people are so concerned with how they always seem the dark, the dark night is the, you know, be an end all of, of all films to them just because it made so much money. But really, me personally, I kind of get sick of the realistic Batman. I want fantasy, mysterious, uh, terrifying Batman who has made, you know, made a name for himself. Kinda I would kind of like the Arkham Batman, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm less, I'm, I really don't, the Nolan films besides begins. I don't really enjoy, as I said, cause I feel like, um, I like dark Knight as a, as a detective noir Batman or like a, you know, like a police procedural, like, you know, criminal cops versus criminals thing. It's a great Gordon movie. <laughs> the Dark Knight's a great Gordon movie, not such a great Batman movie, but it's hey, a great hey. movie. It's a great movie. It's just not a great well, Batman think, film. The, the the criticism with the Dark Knight is is weird because people say well it's more of a Joker film, but isn't eighty nine the same thing? Eighty nine is kind of the same. Yeah, thing. I would say eighty nine. Well, in the case of Jack, Jack kind of stole it. The question is, did he steal it on purpose or not? Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I, 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 I think he wanted to do that. By the way, yeah, because <laughs> they had many rewrites in eighty nine of that script and the same mm -hmm. hand script and all that, and then they were like. Jack was just like, no, not when we filmed it, there were some things we just twisted up. Like that whole bell tower scene that's so memorable. That was literally that they came up with that like a week before filming that just really? for going okay. to an opera. They went to an opera house together and watched an opera and said, we need this at the end of our movie. And all of everything Jack suggested in that film totally works. It's strange. An actor with that much power, instead of destroying the film, actually gave it some levity. And then you and then you think of somebody like Jared Leto, where in Suicide Squad he tried to do a lot of his own stuff just, and demand his own he, stuff, he, and it didn't work. There's, there's yeah, Leto, yeah, exactly. Talk about Jared Leto's a joke. You talk about you go, yeah, he he, he tried, right? Failed miserably, but he tried. You know, he he had something going there for him. Sounds like Ace Ventura on crack is what he sounded like to me. <laughs> but yes, I not totally not my thing. I love Jared Leto as an actor. I just think. It's miscasting. And I think casting is everything to your film. And if you care about your character so much, damn well get it right. See, you know, with me personally, when it comes to like people saying, does it feel like a superhero movie versus being an actual movie? Those specific criticisms are not for me. I don't mm -hmm. really go with that person because it to me, it's just a movie. 
Like, right. when, when you're reviewing, uh, like, let's say, a spy thriller, you don't judge it based off it being a spy movie and a thriller. No, you just judge it as a, a, a whole product. Because I think people are judging certain superhero movies off two different products you're getting. When, in reality, you're just getting one product. You're just getting a movie that happens to be a superhero movie, you know? Like, right. Because that seems like a cop-out to me when someone's reviewing a movie and they go, well, as a superhero film, it gets an A, but as a film, it gets a B. It's like, that's kind of not correct essentially because it's still a movie just it just happens to be a superhero film it, it, there's no difference there like i i never really understand what's the actual difference between a movie and a superhero movie it's still a movie you know so for me personally i yeah kind of combine them all into the same thing it's still like cause people would say man of steel is a great movie but it's a horrible superman film no it's just it's still a movie that's essentially what it is it happens to have superman in it you know now if you look right. at superman like man of steel just as a whole product it's still pretty average to me, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it just has yeah. Superman in it, and it just doesn't really, yeah. really. <laughs> or what they tell you is Superman, but really, he might as well be a whole other character altogether. <laughs> he just happens to be wearing the cape Nothing and the outfit. -like. Yeah, it so, felt like you know, an alien invasion <laughs> film. <laughs> so when people like have the criticisms of, well, it's not really a superhero movie; it's more of just a film. It's like, no, it's just what feels like a superhero movie. Then, by that standard, then it's just the MCU movies feel like superhero films because that's not really essentially i think that i don't really understand where the criticism is because people think that there's these like different mm -hmm. distinctions between these kind of things it's no you're getting a product you're just getting a whole product though that maybe so, that's why you have a problem with the term because the mcu is kind of adopted the uh, the term superhero film superhero yeah. movie like this is kind of what I, I i would pick batman to be as a superhero movie, like what? Because yeah. that's the thing. You ask general idiots on Twitter, okay, why is this not a superhero movie? What what does it make it not feel like a superhero movie? They go, well, because they don't. Because what, what I've noticed too with a lot of people and their criticism, they don't really know what the fuck they're even criticizing, or even know what the fuck they're saying. Half the time. <laughs> right. Like it's just you're going like, wait, your mom gave birth to you? You're MSK. A <laughs> like people are absolute morons. You'll like, big. okay, why don't you like the movie? They'll go like, it was boring. What parts? They're like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, oh, my wife, she was ringing. Gotta get the fuck out of here. Maybe like, they fell asleep shit. through it. They didn't know what parts to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> they may not have known. Or but MSK, re realistically, yes. I mean, the even though whether you like these films or not, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, the Fox X-Men movies, the Fantastic Four mm -hmm. movies, the, the Angley Hulk, uh, Keaton's 80s Batman films, the Burton mm -hmm. ones, uh, the Super Superman movies, there were yeah. a shit ton of comic book films before the MCU came around. They right. set the the blueprint. At no point do we mm -hmm. see any of those movies lacking as much action and spectacle as we saw the Batman lack. But it's, it's, it's different because it's it's two different distinct ways of telling the story of the character. I'm not saying I have a problem with it personally. I love it. I'm saying no, that for the general audience, it's something for the general, you have to be aware audience, of. It's something that yeah. I just disregard. It's kind of like with anime. Like, people... Or uh, this is an example I can give. Joker, I don't know if you watch anime, right? You might, you, you might know, know this example. You watch Naruto? Indeed. Like Naruto? You watch Naruto? Yes. Oh, yeah. You watch like Dragon Ball Z? Mm-hmm. Yep, how big DBZ Remember how people criticize Bleach? Specifically, right. Ichigo, for not being like them? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, he's right. not an anime protagonist. He's like, why? Because he's not... Because, guys, right. the, the, the example goes like this. Just because, so like Luffy, Naruto, and Goku have this big dream about Goku wants to be the best fighter, Naruto wants to be Okage, Luffy wants to be Pirate King. Ichigo doesn't mm -hmm. really have a goal like that. He kind of just wants to be a, he wants to protect, to protect his friends. That's that's just a admirable thing anybody will want, will want to do. But people right. went, went like, well, that's not really an anime character. That's not really an anime protagonist. 
Why? Because it's, he has a different motivation. And that's the thing with me is people mm-hmm. start like pigeonholing people into telling a story one way because they've seen that story being told one way to them initially first. Because people go, oh, like the way that said, the original Superman movie feels like a superhero movie. But just because that movie has that tone doesn't specifically mean that another movie has to feel like that for you to be a superhero movie. There's no rule book that says it has to do that. Like you would make up that parameter in your head yourself for that to mm-hmm. be a thing. Remember these these it's like um when someone makes the example of books to film and someone's like, well, this comic this move this superhero movie was nothing like the comic books. Yes, because they're two separate different mediums and two separate forms of storytelling. You know, yeah. One director went, okay, I want to have my superhero mm-hmm. film in this distinct way. Matt Reeves, but I want to have my Batman movie in this distinct way. To me, those are still superhero movies. Because, like, you ask, well, then what feels like a super, superhero movie? Then just the MCU movies? Or yeah. movies in the past? Because that's because just because you don't have campiness and jarring jokes doesn't make them not superhero movies. This would be just a more serious superhero movie. Right. That's yeah, just me, I personally, think, I look at it. Yeah. Oh, no, I think, I think when it comes down to it, I think now that we are... Now that DC and others are kind of doing this Elseworlds mentality, I think we need to start looking at it just like comics, which is, you know, this may not be the Batman for you. And this is a completely different universe. Mm -hmm. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And that's fine. And I I wish more people online would back up other people who, you know, like it or don't like it or whatever. And just cool with that because there's going to be more versions of the medium out there in the future. There's going to be more of that. So I'm fine with that. But I can't agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I say it. It feels like what people saw in the MCU, then they started pigeonholing other people to tell superhero movies just like that. I never wanted that specifically. All I wanted was the stories to to connect with the DCEU. Yeah, you just need to have a good story. Yeah, that that, that was it. I never wanted to do it specifically. No, that's, that's Warner Brothers' fault for falling into that trap. Well, yeah, yeah unfortunately, they actually did it themselves. They were like, you know what? Yeah. No, no one yeah. actually planted a trap for them. Warner Brothers did that. What, what, what's that thing in the Arkham games where he has the spray and it blows up in front of you? So Warner Brothers went, went, took the Batman mm. spray, put her on a giant circle, blew that shit up on themselves. They're like, okay, we'll just kill ourselves now. Because right. that's the thing with a lot of people when it comes to like superhero movies is like they'll go like, well, this film doesn't feel like a superhero film, but. It's not right. supposed to. It's a completely different story with a, with a completely different character under another person's eyes, right? So I can't go, okay, I'll watch a Captain America film and expect to get the exact same feeling from like a Wonder Woman movie, you know? People say mm-hmm. it's supposed to feel heroic. It's supposed to feel epic. It's like, well, they are in their own different way. Now, it, whether it being good or bad is up to debate, right? But they right. still have these things. People just choose to ignore them because people don't want to actually admit what they're really feeling they're like well it's not like an mcu movie that's what they really mean or when they talk about critics right so with critics people go well the critics said it's a bad movie they're they mean rotten tomatoes like could we be honest they're being they really, they really mean rotten tomatoes they just want to say yeah. it because they realize they got they got their opinion from rotten tomatoes so they don't want to say rotten tomatoes because it would make you look like a fucking idiot right right but that that's just how i see things maybe i went I- on a pirate too much <laughs> no no i no i totally see what you mean and i think there's a major difference between there's a big difference between expecting it to be like the previous thing that was good that you saw mm-hmm. having those expectations and holding the studio accountable to doing the character 
mm-hmm. properly. I think there's a big difference. I think people get those mixed up where they'll be like, no, I demand it has to be like this because it has to be like the Marvel. Well, no, it doesn't. They can tell their own story, their own unique way. Mm-hmm. DC and Marvel are very, very different. They've always been that way in comics um, with a, maybe a few exceptions, but there we, I think it's fine with, fans demanding more from the studio that they take better care of their characters. They stop insulting yeah. their characters and stop writing them to be the villain when they're not and, and stop focusing on villains being the heroes and stuff like that. Like little silly things like that, or having people like Christopher S. Goyer writing scripts when he clearly hates the characters that he's writing <laughs> and it shows nothing but contempt for them. Little things <laughs> like that. They make decisions like that. I'm like, why would you want to hire a man who verbally said he hates Batman and Superman to write us Batman and Superman script. <laughs> that makes zero sense to me. Why would you want to hire the man who hates them? I who shows nothing but contempt for them. I never made sense to me. So yes, they, I would say they're backpedaling majorly right now. They need to. I think it's smart that they announced recently that they are not trying to jumble everything into a universe that can do a bunch of stuff. That is the yeah. smart way to do it. Yeah. But I do we do I think the stu- that the fans should demand a Batman the animated series level film series yes because Mm -hmm. they know what the best is they know what the the best best, is dude i even told people because a lot of people go i I think when they mean comic accurate with batman i think they're really meaning stuff with like animated projects i don't believe a lot of people actually have read all these batman stories they proclaim to read on twitter i read a lot of batman stories and there's i've read so many i can't even remember half the books (laughs) i've read so many batman eternal fucking death in death of the family killing joke nightfall i've read so no man's land these people go like it's not comic accurate people they mean animated series shit or yeah because, okay yeah. if someone's batman standard is i want batman who's like in under the red hood i'd be like damn that's a pretty good fucking standard to have there for your Batman. that's a pretty fucking good movie right there mm-hmm. you know so yeah. if people want a certain standard of batman i got no issues with that there's nothing with, with wanting that it's just when it comes to like certain superhero movies nowadays i just get so tired of hearing well it's not like it doesn't feel like a superhero movie it's like well what does then yeah, Watchmen, what is your what definition heard? of yeah of a Watchmen, superhero? I never film. heard. I never watched Watchmen, but by why by why a lot of people like it, they say it's not like the other films I watched previously. It's like, well, it does Watchmen not count as a superhero movie then? But by that standard, then, <laughs> right. well, you could look at the film? you could look at the Raimi films and even the X Men films, and they feel totally very different than what we have now. Like you get X Men Last Stand, which was like right, wow, exactly. X Men, X Men Last Stand now in tone feels more like what the MCU is right now, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> because it's the only thing that would match. But those mm-hmm. first two films, no, they wouldn't match with the MCU now, and and what Raimi did, no, that wouldn't fit with that universe. So I like you have to look at those people and say, okay, what generation did you grow up and what do you define a superhero, a good superhero film? And, you know, older generations will say the original, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman. And I totally agree. That's a good, good place to start. (laughs) And people will be like Rami, you know, the Rami films and stuff. And what could have been an awesome, you know, Avengers team up there, which never actually happened. And then where we're at now, and yeah, I I agree. I love that ten year run, but to to pigeonhole it and say that we need to just because that ten year run was good, aside from maybe a few films, <laughs> um, you know that we should just do that. And it's the same problem I have with the Dark Knight, which is we need to pigeonhole 
these dark films have to be like the dark Knight. They all have, remember they did that when mm -hmm. amazing Spider-Man came out, they were like, it, it's going to be the dark Knight of Spider-Man films. I'm like, stop saying that. Stop yeah. saying it's going to be the dark Knight of this. That is when you have essentially shot yourself in both feet. Because the and dark Knight is a to walk high on. standard for a lot of people that yeah. these, these weird cringe fans that apparently now don't like Nolan, but when his films first came out, they were just all over them. Now for yeah. a lot of people, dude, the Dark Knight is a standard, or like Spider-Man Two, Dark Knight is like your standard for a masterpiece. And people are like, yeah, we're gonna make our movie like Spider-Man Two. Take take a gun. You might you might as well just took a knife <laughs> and stab yourself in a throat. Right. Not possible to achieve for most movies, especially superhero movies. Like most superhero movies you watch. Will never be as good as Spider-Man Two or The Dark Knight. I told you that's not going to happen. No. I, I guarantee you that. Like, even my favorite MCU movies, at, on their best days, are like eight, nine out of tens. They're not masterpieces. Yeah, yeah, know? no. And I love those certain MCU movies. Like Civil War is my favorite, but Civil War is not. That's not like Spider-Man Two. It's not going right. to hit that those kind of notes. No, you know? no. I think the problem is studios are trying too hard to make that film again, and. Mm -hmm with something that doesn't totally work that way or with the creators that can't do that way. Stop trying to make that film again. And that's the thing. It's like, what's the easiest, cheapest way we can do? We'll make that film again. The, the proof, the proof that they can make, that they don't give a shit about recycling scripts. Look at the the Michael Bay transformers films. Mm -hmm. The first Michael Bay transformer film was a big hit, right? But when the second one came out, it's literally beat for beat, the exact same exact plot same. and script. Buff even said, we try to go bigger and better than the first one. I was like, bigger and better for the first one. Come on, do you guys stop capping there? But sure, whatever. Right. Yes, he. I, I understood what he meant. They they try to go too big, and they ended up just losing in in general. Yeah, if you're mimicking, if you're trying to mimic the same stuff just to get out something out quick and cheap, mm -hmm. you're you're not going to get anything beyond that. And that's the problem. It's people who just want to cookie cutter stuff and put them out in the factory. But you need to innovate at all times and do something unique. And when you have films like 89 Batman, Superman, and stuff like that out previously before, even in way earlier days in the case of Superman for the 70s, and you have a film like that that still holds up, the question is stop trying to stop trying to make a film that's just as good as that or just as good as The Dark Knight. Instead, yeah, try to make a good film. Because what right. I really liked about James Gunn for the Suicide Squad, because I really love the Suicide Squad, that version, not that David Ayer, whatever that fucking was, the Kitty Suicide mm -hmm. That's like the Kitty Suicide Squad. That's what you give to the fucking kids to watch, because that's some donkey. That was that was bad. <laughs> bad, bad movie. <laughs> right. So what I really enjoyed about like his movie, just an example, is his movie wasn't trying to be that movie. He was like, you know what? That is an accurate representation of, that is an accurate representation of what not to do. Let's not right. do what he did, and let's make this. And then what I really enjoyed about like certain DC movies is like the ones that stand out and do the best job are the ones that know what they want, the ones that they know what they are and they execute on that. Mm -hmm. Peacemaker, Peacemaker knew what it wanted to be. He already, they already knew the character about what they wanted to portray on screen, the story they wanted to tell, and they just did that. You know, right? That's what makes Peacemaker work. And a lot of people were like, "Well, Peacemaker, it wasn't like uh, the the MCU shows. It's not supposed to be." This guy's saying fuck every episode. No. What's wrong with well, WB I think that, I think the problem is WB kind of screws himself on the advertising there because when they advertise, I mean, if you look at DC, you look at DC um, shows or something for like mm -hmm. HBO Max, mm -hmm. and you watch the trailer to the show, it kind of looks very. In if you're not a fan of comics and you don't understand it, to the general audience, that kind of looks very MCU ish, right? Mm -hmm. So when they uh, are advertise an MCU show or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, or that kind of tone, and then they go and see the actual show, and it's totally not at all like that and it's more in tone of like 
I mean, you know, Deadpool on steroids or maybe, you know, DC's version of that, like, and they're, they feel betrayed by it, but it's like, it's because the general public, their, their knowledge, the general public right now, their knowledge in this stratosphere is MCU because it, it's the, it's the, the general public went to go see it. That's the, MCU's that was the, the big candy. <laughs> yeah. Like Zack Snyder's the blueprint. The MCU's it, the blueprint. Right. And I think maybe if DC kind of changes how they advertise their stuff a little bit more and their branding and obviously definitely their, their trailers. not that good either. If you look at their marketing, no. it's really not that good either. Like their social media marketing is pretty, it's pretty bland. Like it's a shame because HBO, HBO Max tries really hard, but dude, holy shit! Yeah, one of they're they're the guys. Go, actually, go look at their Twitter accounts. It's bland. Like it's like it looks like an old lady is running that shit. Yeah, no, it <laughs> it it's very hip, quote unquote, hip with the kids. But the thing is, it has nothing <laughs> has nothing unique to set it as you know set itself apart from anything else, which is the problem because everybody's trying to be hip. But the thing you look, you, if you would have told me that this is the same studio that made Batman '89, the same studio that marketed the hell out of a recreation of Batman and caused the bat, essentially this this giant Batmania thing that happened in the in the late '80s, if you told me that was the same studio that's doing the shit they're doing today, I wouldn't have believed you that that's the same. Those are the same people, and they're not doing those decisions. If you go back and watch the Batman Joker interrogation scene in The Dark Knight, you go mm. like, man, this is some really good shit. And then someone in the comment section was like, man, they went from this to, to making the Suicide Squad. <laughs> right. <laughs> suicide. I was like, yeah, yeah, how the mighty have fallen, man. That it, that's, yeah. some, that's some jarring shit. Right? Well, to be fair, the MCU went from making all their pretty great movies to uh, making Captain Marvel. So I digress. Captain Marvel is the best movie we ever made. What are you talking about? Hell no! How do you feel about Far From Home? Oh, Far From Home. Um, I don't know if you've seen my tweets, but I'm so sick of fucking Tom Holland. <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing his face. I thought, as far as, as far as, um, Spider-Man movies, I think the recent one is the best, obviously, but the reason why it's the best is because it brought back nostalgia from better films. But hmm. the other movies, I have problems with. Don't like the second one? I think the first one's okay for setting up Spider-Man, but we already set him up in, <laughs> in Civil War, so it's really a setup setup. It's a double setup that's wasted. I think Tom Holland is great normally, but I think now since he's been accepted as Mr. Peter Parker, for some reason, he just kind of plays the same character. He's young action man who crashes into things, becomes bloody at the end, and loses somebody he cares about. And that becomes the recycle. I don't know if you've seen the Uncharted films, but uh, the new Uncharted film. but Masterpiece. That's... <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped that one. That, that was a piece of something, as MSK would say. That was, that was, <laughs> might be a... Hey! If you guys I MSK always tells me that I have to go to these these movies to to know what they are, but like right, I mean, my my track record's pretty good on not going to them. I'll, and I'll right. say this, okay, okay. Well, do this. you have Even to go, go see to the, the room theaters. to know that it's bad? Okay, so if you don't <laughs> watch them in theaters, what do I always advocate? I always advocate at least watch them in general to have an opinion on them. You know, you have to support them in theaters. If you don't really no, want true. to. Just make sure you watch them. You can't call something bad without truly watching it. But don't watch Jack and Jill. That is the worst movie ever made. That is a worst Oh, yes. Talk about now. product placement, the movie. <laughs> that, that movie gave me worst, cancer. That, that movie might be the worst Hollywood blockbuster ever made. That movie is terrible. You guys want to see a bad movie? Uh, Go watch Jack and Jill. Go watch Jack. That's bad. That's the worst horrible. movie I've ever personally seen is that fucking 
uh, reboot of Cats that they did with James <laughs> Gordon. Oh, yes, the CGI cats with no buttholes. I remember yeah, that, that one. That actually made me want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse, but... Uh, yeah. seen worse. You've seen worse. Oh, shit, that's bad. That's not I good. Once you dive into stuff like Shark Exorcist, you can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See, here's a man who knows my style. I've watched the most crummy B-movies and messed up films that could be two seconds away from snuff porno and i've seen it all and trust me there are some wackadoo films out there and if you tell me there's not some weird stuff go watch um serb a serbian film and tell me otherwise uh, yeah <laughs> yeah well, that was just torture porn mainly and uh you know pretty much due to the I know serbian you guys know film raiden i know you guys know that i like shark movies but don't watch dark tide that is like one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life no dark tide uh, i was gonna I watch it I don't Yo, think no. I've seen that one. I've seen so many like, shark the, movies. The black guy, they're still, like filming these sharks in the water, as like these filmographers do. This black guy swims up to the shark after they've already filmed it, tries to touch his tail, and the shark eats him. Kills him. <laughs> 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 it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It's like the opening sequence of the movie? Yes! It's on YouTube for free. They just come right out and say, we're going to So the opening of the movie has the most black retarded main first. character yes. gets eaten. I was like, yes, the black guys died first. Yes. Oh, I love my stereotypes. Oh, the classic days. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to explain to people is like, you know, the MCU is like a lot of people's golden standards for what a superhero movie is. But it's like, you got to understand, you can't pigeonhole people into doing that specific style for a lot of movies. Because the MCU movies, they have a nice, good amount of entertainment. They're fun. They have jokes. They're a good time. You know, it's like... It's like, the MCU is kind of like my, my wife. You come over, I know what my wife's going to give me. I know what she's going to do for every single day. DC is kind of like your side chick, you know? She, she'll let you do, like, anal sex. And <laughs> shit. So that's kind of what you have. The MCU is kind of like your wife, who just, you do missionary sex, too. The DCEU is like your side chick on the side who will let you do some freaky shit to her. Yeah, but if well, it's okay's if... wife, then it's nothing, because he doesn't have any. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, if DC is like my side hoe, then I would say that after sleeping with DC for so many years, I don't like what I'm getting. <laughs> you might need Can I get stable, a new whore? You might need some stable MCUness in your life. They might yes. be right up your, up your alley, actually. I mean, because uh, I must have caught a few STDs or something after a, a few rounds with that one. There's a lot of things. Of course, then again, the MCU is not making me happy either. I have a whole other set of problems there. So really, none of them are making me happy. Happy. I'm unhappy with the one I'm married to, and I'm unhappy with the one I'm fucking. <laughs> so basically, you're just getting fucked either way. Essentially, that's all. That yeah, essentially, <laughs> they're both Harley Quinn, and you know how much I hate so, that bitch. I, I, I so I, I was gonna do a, a review of this movie a long time ago when I watched it back in like 2017. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. That was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Wait, that was the, horrible. Oh, the, the animated movie. One. Yeah, I mean, where she had sex with Nightwing? That was bad, dude. That was horrible. That was horrible. I forgot about the rape scene. She literally <laughs> rapes Nightwing. No, you, know, you can't rape the willing. That's not <laughs> that word. Was he willing, though? Was he? <laughs> His dick got really hard. Just saying. Hey, you know what they say. Don't stick your dick in crazy. And I know that because <laughs> I've had my dick in crazy for a long time. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. No, that's that movie. Thank you for giving me PTSD. Hey, there was one good scene. Was was when those two white guys in the bar were singing that one killer Oli song. Don't pull your love. That was that that that, that was Didn't cool. Holly sing in that one too? She didn't. That part I ignored. The other part I loved. <laughs> that, that part I ignored Look, really bad. You know why it's bad? Because Tara Strong is still voicing her. 
Oh, William, lead us. See you later, man. Have a great day, dude. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Uh, Joker, nice meeting you, man. It was uh, nice meeting you, Elitist. Jump in any time. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to rough this boy up a little bit later on. Hmm. <laughs> Try it, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. You want to go outside and Ooh. throw hands? <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be referee. My back is hurting right now. I can't be doing that shit. Come on, guys. You know? All right. That's what happens here. when you do too much anal. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Sean, Sean, are you alive here? Uh, why are you asking that? Okay, good. Just as long as we know Sean's alive. Because you are the film guru of weird films. We must ask <laughs> uh, things, Sean. Yeah, I mean, did you see the garbage pail kids? No! Oh, Who watches these God. stuff, Sean? That's just you. Hey, if you're going to make him watch trashy blockbusters, you have to watch some of the shitty ones, too. Mm. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying that Planet of the Sharks is not peak cinema? Um, well, I I guess it would be better than The Room, but then again, everything's better than The Room. <laughs> okay, I have to watch this Room you're talking about. It must be fucking terrible. Yeah. You've I mean, got to watch it. It's a classic. It's terrible in a good way. Yes, in a very good way. Yeah, it's Tommy Wiseau. I, I personally like <laughs> Troll 2 more, though. I agree. Troll 2 is a far more fun film to watch with a group of friends, and I don't even have to watch that one drunk like I do The Room. <laughs> Okay, guys, so the Batman spoiler, uh, I'll go over my negatives. I didn't really like Alfred in the movie. I know that people have kind of gotten a little crazy. Was he in the movie, though? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Like, I, I just, like, for, I think you watched my trailer reactions to the Batman movie, and I even said I wasn't really feeling his Alfred. Like, I thought he was just miscast as Alfred, though. You He's know, just playing said, himself, essentially. Right, and people said, well, he was good with what what he was given. It's like anyone mm. can really do that, essentially, right? Like, come on. Well, like, think when the of it this over, way. Dude... Yeah, go ahead. The Tim Burton Batman movies, they had Michael Goff as uh, Alfred, and he wasn't in the first one all that much, but he makes way more of an impression than uh, this new yeah. one does. Like, the one of the things about the Batman is when it's over, I'm thinking to myself, did you really need Alfred in this? Like, <laughs> right. I I I, th I started thinking to myself, I was like, the movie's over, and I'm like, this is probably the first bad movie I've ever watched in the last, well, 10 years, essentially, where Alfred just feels useless. And that's the same criticism I gave to the other four original Batman movies, starting with Batman 89, was that Alfred is just kind of useless in a certain way. You know, just like with Jim Gordon, mm -hmm. that movie is in those movies as well. Like, the police and Alfred... And Jim Gordon in those original four Batman movies, they're all kind of essentially not there. Alfred is there a lot more, but even he feels kind of like it's hit or miss essentially. But no, the actor you you said I keep forgetting his name for the first movies, he was good. He made a he made a good first impression. And he, to me, he yes. was the worst live action Alfred. Not because he's a truly bad actor, but because if you compare him to like Michael Caine, Jeremy Irons, people like that, oh, like, yeah. kind of stands a little bit lower. But now the worst Alfred to me. It's definitely Andy Serkis. I'm sorry. He was not doing it for me. I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, damn, is this guy Alfred? People said, what about his scene with him um, <laughs> in, the, in the hospital? It's like, okay, like that That was that was nothing essentially, you know? And it's Dude. strange because I know we can do a lot with Alfred as a character because when the Gotham yeah. series was out for five seasons, they found a way to fit him into plot lines perfectly and give him plenty to do without him just becoming the father mentor. Like so they could do it. They can do it. They just choose not to. You know, the same way people criticize uh, Pa Kent in uh, Man, of Man of Steel. I was like, why are people playing? Why are people doing that double standard shit? Wasn't this the same kind of Alfred? 
where like Bruce says, I'm not, I, I, you're not my dad. And he just kind of looks at him like, I mean, he's kind of telling the truth though. I'm really not his dad though. Like, well, he, I, he's kind of the Alfred, but he does tell him to let kids die on a bus. So there's that. <laughs> I guess he's not at all like Alfred. I guess he's not that bad actually, you know. <laughs> Unless you're Batman v Superman, Alfred, where you are about to fly a glider in and machine gun people to death. <laughs> My favorite scene of the whole movie. I literally watched Batman v Superman with uh, with a friend of mine. And when that scene happened, I said, oh, dear God, Alfred's going to machine gun everyone in the building. And I started, my brain snapped. And I laughed for like an hour and a half. It was so good. You know, if they were going to make like a parody film of BVS, they should just recast Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Yes. Talk Holy about a fan shit. casting. Holy shit. So yeah, guys, Alfred, Andy Circus wasn't hitting for me. Uh, Riddler, now that I've watched the movie, because I've watched it on like, the <laughs> cam version, because I don't want to go to the theater. Because with me, with, with me personally, I don't go like, like in pain for the same thing I just saw. Oh, gee, if there's if it's out new, I'll just watch like the cam version on, on like some websites. As they're watching right. the movie again, I still enjoy the movie. I, I still do. But Riddler is just, he's very hit or miss. Like, there's like when he was the mysterious figure when he's just killing people and and it's this like ominous figure that's killing people that's just taking him out. We're like, this guy's pretty fucking deadly. That was portrayed good up until a certain moment. Then when he got captured, mm -hmm. you're like, this is not the same. This is kind of odd. Right. Basically, here. just took his character from prisoners. Right. Yes. right. It was literally like if somebody but Zodiac Killer was seven, and that's my I problem. I yeah, basically just like the seven and saw killer. And you can say, oh, well, we haven't had a good Riddler since uh, uh, Jim Carrey. No, lies. First too. of all, we've too. had a great Riddler in Gotham who did a perfect balance of intelligence yeah, right. and you're insane. Right. That's the perfect Riddler right there. The perfect Riddler casting is in Gotham. That that show, as bad as it is, got fucking great casting. Yeah. Oh, every casting. season gets better with, with each season. Really? That's a nice I'm thing about, about season one. Actually, no, see, the great thing about you, you Gotham is every up, yeah. season gets better. Yeah, it really does. But season five, though, they kind of they kind of shorten that season. Well, season five is great if you don't think of the last episode. But if you're a, if you're a fan <laughs> and you wanted to see that moment, then go ahead and that's really that last episode is just a bonus episode because they did that for the fans who felt like they when they were getting canceled in season five that they felt like they needed to wrap it up because their original plan was to end with that final shot. So I can give them massive credit for following through and doing an hour-long special episode to wrap it all up. But I'm telling you, if you want to see some of the greatest Batman television ever put on screen, watch watch the next seasons, MSK. You're not going oh, to be disappointed. Um, okay, so I watched the first season of Gotham because I, I remember watching it as it was airing on yeah. TV when it first dropped. Yes. Thursday, and then I watched PM. one yep. episode in season two. Yeah, I remember Monday. that. So this is also because I know a lot, a lot, a lot of people love Josh Tudorow as Carmine Falcone because he did a great job. Josh Tudorow did a great job as Carmine Falcone, but this right here, my Carmine Falcone is right here. I'm partner number one, and you're partner number two. That's the deal, right? I'm number one, and you are MSK's polo. Number two. He checked that bitch. I know he's. He's very good, but also he's also a classic 
you know, Shakespearean Italian actor, he brings that, that yeah, gravitas. He gave me that, dude. That dude, that scene right there. I was like, this is the best. This Corn Falcone is just awesome. And I, I know, no, Josh Rose is about equal to his. I have him about the same. Though at different nah, styles. I got this guy I, higher. I think the yeah. Italian mob persona is better in that guy versus what we got. I mean, I mean, plus he had oh, more yeah. screen time. He had more screen time. That's why it made more sense. Well, true. Yeah. Not even that. Gotham does a really good job of the whole Italian gangster, yeah, you know, the, really the, the yeah. Falcons and what they're in charge and who who runs what part of the city. They do a really good job of establishing the city as a character itself, which you have to do properly, and establishing the characters that have control of those portions of the city and developing their character. And they do a really good job with the whole cry you know the whole crime syndicates and the italian mob versus the gcpd very very well i wish the movies would do that oh sorry yeah maroni i, I probably made mix of the yes name, maroni sorry maroni. <laughs> i keep forgetting these names do these names in batman just be confused no, sometimes falcone's uh falcone's the the older white man guy. in the yeah, the yes guy, right? yeah. he's really he cool too. he was good too yes they both yep. were good so for me personally, with, with Riddler, he felt better when he was an ominous figure, when he was doing his jigsaw shit. Yeah. When he got captured, I just – you feel like there's this – okay, when he gets captured, you feel this disconnect with his character. Like, wait, whoa, 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 what the fuck? You were this, <laughs> first two acts, then you're now you're this. It made sense. In my opinion, it made sense. It, it came off as a ser- – have you ever seen those serial killer um, documentaries? Mm-hmm. He came. He came off like that. I was like, okay, this motherfucker is crazy. He he, he reminded <laughs> me of Mark David Chapman. Like, I oh, was, okay. Between that and Andrew Cunanan, I was like, this motherfucker is not all there. And then you find out why. You're like, oh, I'm surprised he ain't kill more people. Um, I've never seen Mr. Mr. Eddie as a creepy person. He's kind of more <laughs> he's more of a creepy person in a way of like a weeb who just stays at home and doesn't know how to socialize awkwardly. Like, he's that kind of creepy. Where yeah, he just comes out and he's like, Ooh, I don't know what to do. That's and why I like the ruler off um Gotham because he he's like he Where his mind out. like splits, yes. Yeah, he was like, Oh shit. This... He doesn't yeah, he's got that, one side that wants to be intelligent, one side that wants to be violent. You see the progression with with his character for the for at least the Riddler in Gotham when he likes that girl, she's getting abused by her fucking boyfriend, he kills the right. boyfriend. Oh my god, that's the best Riddler up, ever. Ends up killing her. That's what's right? crazy, is he ends up killing her after deciding that he wants her, but realizes he's destroying everything he wants. Or you could be yeah. Batman Hush and turn Riddler and Hush into the same character and you want to make me fucking kill myself. You know, nah, that no, no. See, that's what I was getting vibes from with this new Riddler. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, he looks like Hush. <laughs> oh god, oh god. He really oh does. God. He gave me PTSD. I was like, please, please, dear God, no, if this movie does that, I'm I was like, I'm getting up and I'm walking out. I'm yeah. What if that's the end. twist at the end for the director's <laughs> cut? He's the Hush. He he's the first Hush and then the second and then Tommy so Elliott. <laughs> He has like, a brother. Tom Elliott's not Thomas dead. Elliot is hush. <laughs> he has a That's a good way to kill your franchise right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <Put hush in. laughs> and I'll be yeah. honest, I'm okay. I've lowered my grade to a seven. There are quite a bit of issues with this film. Oh, oh. did you watch it a second time and realize it failed? No, I just thought <laughs> about it. Yeah, no. there's like I still like it overall. I, nah, I, I, I still keep it eight out of ten with all everybody mentioning the faults. I'm like a lot of it feel like nitpicking, and I'm like, I can't tell where people are actually being objective and where people are being nitpicking because I can't, 
At this point, I can't tell because there's too many people where it's like too many opinions that are saying yeah. the same shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Maybe yes. I have to rewatch it. John is accurately contributing to that billion dollar box. I was going, okay, I'm going to the theater again. Got to, got to get in my head again. Just I, watch it uh, illegally. Uh, I mean, don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I was going to go to the, the box office but... again, but then I ended up missing that and Uncharted. And then I was like, and then people turned Uncharted trash. I was like, you're not missing much with that film. No, I, I mean, I played all the video games. I played all the video games. I thought, but then oh, no. the if last... you're a fan of the video games, you really aren't missing much. But the last <laughs> Mark Wahlberg video game I saw, I was super disappointed, and that was Max Payne. Max Payne, I remember that. Talk about a pain in my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and it was in slow motion too. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> That one hurt my heart, man. Because I was I was I was playing Max Payne two at the time. I was like, yo, this this ain't this ain't ain't it, man. Do you remember Nelly Furtado was made a cameo in that movie right yeah. after she quit doing music, and then everyone's like, "Where's Nelly Furtado?" And it said, "Probably in a ditch because someone killed her for being in that god awful Max Payne movie." Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. So that's with me personally. Those are like the few issues I saw people. Like point out, and I was like, yeah, I could probably agree with that. Also, the bat and the cat stuff. Okay, so because uh, I know people uh -oh. brought the relationship, it, it 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 works in some cases, but then it doesn't work in other cases. They don't have like Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone chemistry right there. They don't have that, but they have something growing, and I kind of want to see where it's going. Because remember in, in the in interviews with um. Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravis, they were like, yeah, they're best friends, and that's why they wanted them to be Bat and Cat. I was like, on, on screen, I could understand why people didn't like them as a, as like their chemistry, because it was off in some scenes, and it works in some. It's not the perfect combination, you know? But I did like Zoe Kravis as Catwoman. I, I, I liked her, even though she's just called Selena. You know, but I want to make sure Here's the thing. This. I love Selena Kyle as a character, yeah. but I actually found her. I I thought the way Zoe played her was a little grating and, and annoying, which is unfortunate because I love her as a character. And somehow she found me. She found something deep inside me that made me hate her. So that's not a good way to start, because when I go to see the sequel. Yeah. And I and it's because of the silly thing she says and like stuff that just like she does and i'm like there uh, it's not not the way to introduce her properly in my opinion but i mean i like zoe it's not that i hate her as an actress because it's not like i have the problems with um with robert pattinson where he's kind of like just a, an actor i just don't like like we established she's actually an actress i like because i've liked her in mad max fury road and other things i just don't think she was fit appropriately for selena kyle and maybe that's and part of that might be the script too but um i just she it's the first time in a in a batman film i've actually not liked selena kyle which is weird but then again you, know, you also have a comparison to something, you, to something you like that. michelle See, for me i didn't mind her i i mm -hmm. thought she was good but for me it was flipped i was like alfred andy circus you you you're not doing it for me buddy oh yeah he didn't uh -huh. do anything <laughs> i'll agree with you on that crazy. i was like yeah like, remember in um, Arkham Origins where Bane figures out that Bruce is Batman? I was like, did they just take that scene from Arkham Origins? When he yes! when, the villain, when the villain just figures out he's Bruce Wayne and he yes. goes and tries to destroy his place? I was like, that feels very oddly Arkham Origins. They did that scene, movie. but worse. <laughs> that's, that's what feels that's what it feels like this movie is, is like Arkham, a better version of Arkham Origins, I guess. In terms of <gasps> right? Or maybe, or maybe the same. <laughs> when I look at it, because the movie starts off one way. 
and then midway through it, when it's about over, it goes into another direction. Because remember, what, what was one of the biggest criticisms of Arkham Origins is that the movie, uh, sorry, the game was marketed as you fight these assassins, right? But then oh, yeah, it yeah. turns into yeah. a Joker versus Batman thing. Now that this movie, mm. it, 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 it didn't go fully that route because it mostly stays on course. But then toward like the end of the third act, it turns into this like, wait, why did Riddler just do this when he kind of wasn't portrayed like that when the movie first starts, though, you know? It's just really jarring. Well, that's the thing you start when you start thinking about it with a third act, it starts kind of falling apart. The like the motivation <gasps> of Riddler and what's being <clears throat> and why he's doing it, the way he's doing to it. Be fair, it's not so much like why he's doing but it. To but to be fair, he was an orphan. Remember, he wanted he, he felt like he got outshined by Batman when his parents died or Bruce Wayne because there was other orphans that yeah. went through what he went through. So he wanted to basically get back at all these people. But the way he was doing it was already effective enough. So you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, why would he go this far? And, and, and it makes sense, I guess, in his mind where you get them all in one place and you kill them all at once, right? I right. don't mind that. It's just the way it was portrayed, the reason why I, ha I had an issue, because, you know, it just comes out of nowhere. It just comes out of completely nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you guys feel, uh, feel about it uh, literally dating Gotham City because they literally have a scene <laughs> where they talk about you know in 2002 and not only that they all have modern technology like smartphones and Instagram and shit how do you feel about them taking the route of dating Gotham City to a, a more accurate time to us now versus the timely classic way of doing it where it's art deco you can't really tell if it's the 1940s or the future and there's no set time do you think it dates the film because I have a, a strong opinion about that. I want to hear your opinion. For like, if the movie is essentially like dating Gotham. So this is because mm. with the Dark Knight trilogy, it feels like Gotham is like Batman's enemy the, the, for the whole time. Right. For this mm -hmm. movie, it feels like Gotham is this like overbearing city and no one really knows what to do with it. Now, I like Gotham's mm -hmm. like that. The, with the Gotham's that are super overbearing, crime is running the city. Because in the first part of the movie, crime is essentially running over the city. People just randomly going and just right. sticking up people, fucking, you know, just shooting people. Those uh, thugs who, are, who have, like, Joker makeup on, going around right. harassing Asian people. Stop Asian hate. Guys, I'm going to stop Asian hate, actually. It's like and Chicago then, right now. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. So, you end up having this ominous feeling of Gotham, but then you have Batman being this non-balancing thing which is good how the movie starts off because later on he kind of realizes you know how he's supposed to probably deal with gotham and i like that journey with the character because i liked how yes. he in the movie remember how he was in the iceberg lounge and he came through as batman he started whooping people's asses the next time he realizes mm -hmm. wait a minute i was going as bruce wayne easier kind of the next part he goes <laughs> in the iceberg lounge he just disappears in there he just does his tricks <laughs> I like right. little things like that. So he's learning throughout the film, and he's learning how to deal with Gotham better as the film progresses. But the way Gotham starts versus how it ends, it's hard to say. It, it, it leaves this like ambiguous feeling of okay, what state is Gotham in now that all of this is over? You know, like what state right. is this movie really in? Because as the movie ends, he says like he's gonna inspire hope now as the dark as like he's gonna be vengeance, but he's not gonna be hope, right? And you think to yourself, he because because he says there's gonna be these competing fractions for power of Gotham, right? Because that happens in like yeah. every single Go like Batman movie, right? <coughs> Big guy dies, all these other guys go like it's my turn to take over the city. Happens like every Batman yeah. movie in existence. Like yeah, right now, it happens right. all the time. Now for this, it's like, well, is Penguin gonna be the top dog? They they, they don't have Two Face, so they can't have that conflict going on, you know? 
Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ashley? Uh, hmm. I think they could probably take it in the in the Gotham TV show route where like everybody's, you know, competing for power over the city and you have like the Falcons and, you know, you've got um, Penguin and maybe, you know, Riddler and Joker bust out. They do their thing, as we see from the ending and whatnot. We have some craziness there. But like mm-hmm. I'm thinking what they might lead it to is by the third film, they'll be like, oh, you th- all these criminals thought they were in charge of this portion of the city. They thought they they yeah. were the keepers of the city. And then by the third film, uh, Quarter of Owls comes in and it's like, bitch, you thought. <laughs> and then, they, you know, and then they come up and they, they rise and maybe they do a twist where by the end, you know, the third film, you know, mm-hmm. Batman realizes that he has to essentially, I don't know, have friends in low places in order to defeat a worse evil. Maybe he has to, you know, in some way work with some of the people he's putting away to get rid of the Court of Owls because he knows that the only people that is smart enough to take down something that's controlling the streets is somebody who has street smarts. That's the thing I I wanted to ask you is when people are calling this movie a masterpiece, what do you think to yourself? Ooh, I... (laughs) I don't think it's a masterpiece by any... No, I mean, do I think it is... Do I think a it's a horrible movie? film? I think it's a good film. Um, almost, almost at the point about when I get to about the midway or third, uh, you know, the third mm-hmm. act, I would say almost mediocre in the, in a sense, in a mm-hmm. sense that uh, by that point, I felt like I just kind of was like, and eh. it was to the point where I felt like I didn't give a shit kind of a little bit on the bland side, mm-hmm. but the entire film wasn't that way. So I can't fault it. I, there, you know, there's good stuff where there's good stuff. There's bad stuff where there's bad stuff. But I would, I would say that it didn't make me the worst thing a film can do. You can make me either hate it or love it, and at least I have some passion there. But the worst thing a movie can do is be just bare bones, bland boring. and boring. Because there's if it's boring, boring, I have nothing to say about your film. Because people said yeah. this movie was boring, and I was like, boring where? I was entertained the whole time. I was pretty much no. I don't. I don't. Time. I wouldn't say I see how wow, people can find it boring, but those people aren't watching things like Tarantino films and character development films yeah. and slow pace. <laughs> and they're not watching crime noir films. One of my favorite films, my favorite film of all time is Blade Runner. And it is a slow quote unquote, as the kids would say, boring movie. But to me, it is not boring at all. There's a lot of shit happening there and a lot of cool stuff and visuals that are happening to keep you engaged through that story. But it's a detective noir film. And if you don't like that style, I totally understand. But, um, you know, that's just not your thing. But I I do not see that genre as boring for me. But that genre as a whole, let's be honest, detective noir is a dated genre. And if you're going to if you're going to keep people engaged, you can't redo the genre because then it ceases to be a detective noir film. So if you redo it and try to modernize it and tweak it, you're going to fail. And then it's not that genre that you were intending. So it's just kind of one of those things. You either take it or leave it. You love it or you don't. Um, I've seen longer movies that are far more boring than than that. That you know that are that are considered masterpieces. <laughs> Army of the Dead is pretty oh. boring. And dead. talk about a film. There's a lot of shit going on in Army of the Dead, but that movie is boring as hell. And you can't tell me that that there's a prime example. It's just like. Transformers movies. I'm a huge Transformers fan from G1, but those Transformers movies are boring as hell. And I never knew really? that, a, that, a, oh, especially two and three and three with an exception of the last half. I think the, the last scene, act is really, the last act is really entertaining because it's so bombastically <laughs> insane 
that that was done that way is boring as hell. Yeah, that and is boring. Same thing with number three. They copy the same shit. Big fantastic <laughs> battle at the end that gets you interested. Like, fuck this movie, dude. And then Last Bumblebee night, came and- out and it was a pleasant surprise because it was slow paced and it built up a character. <laughs> and I was like, shoot, man, that came out late in the game. And I found I felt more for I, I felt more for Bumblebee in there than I did in any of previous movies. So Michael, what's up, man? How you doing? He says, was the Falcone hold on Gotham supposed to be a big reveal? Why does the movie present this as a huge revelation? Because a lot of mm. what the city perceives to be like the actual villain or is like, because a lot of people in Gotham, the, the, what the underground people, they think that the big villain is like the people that are running the city. Come to find out, a lot of the people that you think are good people, because remember during the movie, they, they um, have this iceberg lounge, right? And they have this other place in the lounge where you see all these supposed to be great public officials going there, sleeping with fucking strippers, you know, a whole bunch of right. underground shit, like cheating on their wives and shit, when they have families, <laughs> when they're supposed to be these big political figures. The point is, is right. that he had a hold on those people, not the other way around, because other, other people think it's like Penguin has a hold on them, it, they're being held down by other d- different means, but it turns out he had a hold on them because no one knew about it because he played it off as if he was just some normal dude. That's what's mm-hmm. cool about it, to me personally, me, is the reason why that's a huge revelation is because you would never really peg the way this guy's acting as he's the big bad guy. Because I really think he's the bad guy in the movie, not really Riddler. Riddler is like the main, you say the main attraction bad guy. I would say he, like Falcone's more of the primary villain in the movie as it's revealed yeah. with the twist that he's actually the bad guy. That's the thing though. That's why I don't think a lot of people understood. It's like Falcone's always a bad guy. He's never been a good guy to begin with. Just the movie. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool actually. What about you? That's a, I mean, that's a thing where too, like I think, um, it depends on what you feel is like a, a, a like a reveal because I think if you're not familiar, the case of like what uh, Michael was saying, I think you might be in the case of you if you weren't you know shocked by that reveal, it's probably because you're familiar with that character and you already know yeah. you already know he has a hold in the city. You already know what that what's that you know what that reveal is going to be or if they reveal that what that's going to be. Yeah. I don't. I think for you know general public who are not familiar with those characters might be, you know, see it as a shock and a surprise, but I, I don't know. I think that character too is, I'm glad they didn't just get rid of him. That was, that's the thing. They could have very easily just not focused on the yeah. Falcone crime family in this. And I'm actually surprised that they, that they kept them because they are extremely um, valuable to Gotham city and what mm. Gotham is in that, in that state, right. You know, after the Waynes are dead, they are very much. And not only that, they've also had a tie with the Waynes and, you know, used to be friends with them and other things like that. So there's some, I'm glad that they didn't do away with them. Cause I was afraid initially when the film was going to come out that they were just kind of, they weren't going to focus on that. And penguin would be the only opposing force, you know, on, um, on street level. And I'm glad that they kind of mixed it up a bit mm-hmm. because now they can do anything they want with future sequels with uh, tension between, you know, uh, Falcones and uh, Penguin and others. Yeah, because now way. when you kill Falcone like that, and he was like the underground big boss that was having everyone on payroll, all these different yeah. fractions of Gotham start squirming. They try to figure out, okay, who's the top dog now? And now they have that Penguin spinoff series coming. Now you're looking at it like from that aspect going, okay, this Penguin series is going <laughs> to be something that I personally think you don't need need a series for. For me, for me myself, right. because... The way the movie storytelling was, because this is one thing the movie does really good. It's storytelling is it's fast and you can understand it quick. 
that's mm-hmm. really good. So I don't think you need a specific Penguin show when you could just have a scene at the beginning of Batman 2 where it's like explaining how Penguin came to rise or just by how the characters are talking to each other. They talk in a specific way where you understand what the hell is going on instantly. You right. get it right then and there. I don't think you need a series for that, honestly. If there's a series, if there's a legitimate Penguin series, do you guys want to see him start looking more and more like the penguin like i do evolving yeah. into I, that I style that. yeah now, if, yeah. if he looks just like he looks right now and i will go like okay that's fine honestly i think because he doesn't really look like the penguin now to be honest i mean yeah he kind of just looks like a you know he has mannerisms <laughs> of the penguin like the part where he was yeah. like um i never liked your whole penguin stick he's like what he just got, got out a gun right. holy shit this guy's fucking insane yeah <laughs> yeah that's that that's that nice uh it's almost like um a robert de niro moment for him like just Ezra West, cracks. Oh, if you're new here, uh, nice to meet you. If you're new here, what's up, man? Also, Falcone was the rat. Usually, the rat in movies is like a beta underling and not the alpha tapas or the organization. Yeah, I like that aspect. They mm-hmm. played with that Italian mob boss shit. Like the person that you think is not the bad guy or the one running things is actually the guy running shit. Because, like, if you're right. watching this movie as a non-Batman fan, unlike myself, I'm, I'm I know he's a bad guy in general. You would that'd be mm-hmm. a pretty big reveal for you because you're like, okay, he played it off as if he was like almost essentially just an underling, like a nobody, right? Right. Like the movie had a secret villain, which was a Batman villain that's been been in his mythos since he's been fucking that he's existed, you know? And I like those mm-hmm. little things here. There have you ever watched um Batman Soul the Dragon, actually? Yes, yes. Remember how that movie's different? Why a lot of people like it? It's because it's like 70 funky's cool mo- like movie. Yeah. I like Batman movies like that where they do different little things with the character and it makes them stand out amongst a lot of these other Batman products that we have, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of look at it like that. It was them doing a different turn on a traditional Batman villain that doesn't really get a whole lot of attention in general. Not the way Batman Hush did it because that was really bad. But, you know, <laughs> well, terrible. yeah, it's kind of hit and miss when it though. So that, I mean, because I could even say in the case of uh, you know other animated films, I mean, we you know we were really excited for um, um, well, Long Halloween came out great, but we were really excited for um, a certain uh, Mr. Mark Hamill to reprise his role in a certain live action uh, or a uh, animated uh, a theatrical release, and that didn't turn out well for him. Even though that story is great, um, the problem is that when they took liberties with that and added that extra storyline. I, I mean, I still get, I still get messages from people that are pissed off that Barbara fucked Batman on the rooftop in that film. <laughs> they still rant about that. I mean that, yeah, that is, it's, it's frustrating to me that movie's so bad because it totally could fit in with uh, anim, animated series lore canon, Dude, but right, it yeah. doesn't because they added all that other shit. If you cut out that yeah. 30 minutes, maybe they but. added in anime filler. <laughs> That, I, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, why is a DC movie adding in filler? That's some anime shit. Like, <laughs> right. And this yeah. thing, thing with filler is people don't understand. Not all filler is bad filler. I think that that's a common True. stereotype a lot of people don't understand. Not all filler is bad. But if filler is bad, it makes your product look worse because no, it doesn't, ma- does it not matter. You just wasted someone's time. That, that, that means they're yeah. double mad. So it's not, it doesn't matter. And it was bad filler and the storytelling sucks. You're like, okay, you wasted my time. Fuck your product. Yeah. Fuck killing joke. Because I'll say this. The killing joke for me. Because we have a review of it on the channel if you want to go ever see it. I pretty much ranted a lot in that review. I'll say that right now. The voice acting is really good. Like, when it got past yeah. that filler bullshit, it was decent. Mm-hmm. It was decent. I think it did a whole lot better. And the same thing with um this is, like, 
I kind of enjoyed how the movie's pace kept going fast. Like, I liked that. Because th- mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel like a three-hour movie to me because the pacing was fast. The only part where it felt kind of forced was when you had the Riddler reveal. He's like, okay, I'm going to now flood the city at this moment and kill them all. And fuck you, Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the part, last ditch effort the, moan. The interrogation yeah. scene where like Bruce thinks that he knows who Batman is, but Riddler really doesn't. I that scene was pretty cool. I was like, why not play up this scene more? Because I feel like they did it, but it kind of didn't pay yeah. off in the absolute most epic way you thought. Because what if toward the end of that scene, Bruce goes like, Okay, wait, I'm not I'm not bat I'm not Bruce Wayne. That would have like been the tipping point of that. You know, mm-hmm. but I feel like that that scene was good. And at that moment, you're like, why can't the movie just end there? But then I got right. what other, other other people said. They were like, well, you needed that third act because it was it, this Gotham City was able to see Batman as a hero. And then now his image of a hero is going to be better in the long grand scheme of things. And I'm like, oh, oh, I mean, I get that. But just the way it played out, it doesn't. Yeah. Feel, when, when you get that final part of him saving that boy. Right. You're like, OK, yeah, this yeah. works. But I had to go through some bullshit to get here, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> How did you feel about the representation of making this Bruce Wayne and Batman a hero in a sense where, like, he's, like, getting people out with the flares, you know, he drops down and, you know, stuff like that. It's very – I felt very out of character sometimes because it felt like something. it's something Superman would do, but it's, it's not something Batman would do. Learning. It's the year right. two thing of, of him learning. So in more sequels to this movie – toward the third acts of potentially those films. I'm just speaking in pure hindsight right now and the right. future into the goddamn <laughs> If they actually deliver on it, yep. I think that he won't be doing things like that because in this movie, you saw his progression as Batman, him learning certain things, him adapting mm-hmm. to certain things, certain situations. I think in those other movies that Mavericks is planning on doing, he won't be doing specific things in this movie the same way. Because, like, why, why would Batman inherently kind of put himself in that situation? I mean, the way the, the situation that Riddler stuck him in Obviously, you're like, okay, he's got to do something here, right? Yeah. But the way he's doing things as the movie progresses, I think next time he'll have a different outlook on it. You know, that's just me. It's so, yeah, yeah, it could work. I mean, if they do that, I could totally have uh, forgiveness for that. I just thought it was weird because I was just like, if you think about it, Bruce, Bruce is becoming Batman. And if you really think about it, he already starts doing that in a selfish means. It's mm-hmm. to get revenge for the parents and then learning that that's not all. And then it's also to to make sure that the city is not, you know, completely collapsed under crime. And but he's still doing it for a selfish reason at the beginning. That's the source of it all. And so, mm-hmm. so the idea of Batman essentially doing the Superman thing, which is the selfless act, seems a little weird for Batman because, you know, that's something I could totally see classic Superman doing the Superman I love. But. That's why, and that's also why Batman and Superman clash on some issues. Not for the fact that they disagree on saving people. It's not. They just have, they disagree on how they approach it, how they do it, you know, Um, and what, you know, their means to end it. So I think it's just, it was a little weird for me. It just felt off, especially the last half we talked about, you know, with the flooding and everything. I would like to see if that, if that's totally where they go, like you mentioned, and they, he changes his outlook on that and how he, does things in the next sequels i'm totally fine with that situations differently as the film progresses yeah and <clears throat> the thing i also didn't like about the movie just a little small thing was his bruce wayne is just like michael keaton's bruce wayne it really is he's just younger that's it 
It's well, he's like awesome. Michael, he's like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, but he isn't because Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is like I said, he's the he's the goofy he's the secluded. goofy Playboy he disguise. In, he he was secluded in um his house essentially. Right. He didn't really go out and do anything except it was when uh was it Wayne Enterprises you know fucking shit. And in this movie, he kind of he's a secluded Bruce Wayne. Doesn't really do a lot. But then again, that's that's the year one Batman comic that the movie's based around. Is he really is kind of like that? He doesn't really. Nah. Play up the billionaire playboy shit immediately, and I think that's what people yeah. are like jarring at his Bruce Wayne is they wanted nah. that playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne, but it's like you're not gonna get that when the movie's based around a year two Batman. That's just how that works. Yeah, you know, well, and people were yeah, they were saying that online that his Bruce Wayne is essentially just Batman, and I agree, it is. It's not. Yeah. There's nothing different. It's it's Batman without the suit, and that may be the reason why it throws people off is because they can't their suspension of disbelief is a little weird because when people when bruce is out in public like in some scenes in the daytime it's like how on earth wouldn't these people detect that he's probably moody batman when he's like the moodiest person in the room that i can i can totally get that yeah yeah i can totally get that like you see the emo in the back room in the back class obviously he's the person cutting himself but (laughs) but like you would you have like duh but like you wouldn't you know i get that i get that argument but yeah, if they end up doing changing it like you said, and uh, in Batman the end, was he's good. like, I loved his Batman. I loved his mannerisms, the way he did his detective stuff. I loved all that shit. Just his Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling yet. But then again, I have to realize. To I myself, didn't mind the Bruce Wayne, but I I know to myself it's gonna progress better to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't know it. I'm just hoping it does. I know you should love his Bruce Wayne. Wayne. It's the same thing as his Batman. <laughs> but his, but, this, but this Bruce Wayne did more than the Michael Keaton one, in my opinion. Like that one was kind of like, eh. Like, well, you have to was, understand though, the Michael Keaton one is essentially the uh, he's the short man you wouldn't believe he would be uh, be a man in a suit beating up yeah. criminals. That's the whole point of that one. He's supposed you know? to be the disguise, and Batman's the man. So that makes sense. So you're right about that, blanks. It's two different, completely different yeah, planes. Nah. So I, I, I want to ask you, Chess. What do you think people are calling nit nitpicks when you see it on like I guess YouTube reviewers or Twitter or some shit? Give me like a few of them like, that okay. you you would personally consider nitpicks. Oh, uh, the way he does his detective skills. It was like they wanted him to get better over time. It was like, oh, he didn't do this. He never figured none of them out. He's not a detective. I was like, first of all, most detectives. It's like it's it's one of those things where it's like. Detectives don't always find shit out. It was like that was that uh, that was one thing. Another thing is, oh, uh, uh, Penguin helped him. It was like he did, but it was like he didn't. Re- he he helped him in a sense where he helped he didn't him. really want to help them. I mean, there's a dude in a bat suit and a cop next to you. I mean, pretty sure anyone's yeah. gonna like not act yeah. regular. Imagine seeing a dude in a bat suit and a fucking police lieutenant in front of you. I'd be shitting my pants. I'm yeah. just saying. Some know? detectives don't get any better. The reason why I like some detective stories is because they are always. Well, yeah. In the case of Sherlock Holmes, I mean, always getting. But then you think of like like Blade Runner is my favorite movie. And Deckard, he he is at the beginning of that film. He is an alcoholic for re, for plenty of reasons. He is he is good at what he does, but he gets his ass handed to him in that whole movie. Yeah. And that two-hour film, and he's he's a really good detective, and he's a great Blade Runner, and he's a very interesting character. But he is not a what the, you know the mainstream would consider a quote-unquote winner. 
yes, does he defeat the the evil by the end of the film? Yes, but then he realizes the evil that he's been chasing the whole time is not as evil as what he thought in the first place. And so that's really cool when you have a journey like that with a detect with a detective, which essentially is kind of what you're doing here with the Batman. Yeah. And I liked how he realized to himself, if I want to change Gotham, I have to change my outlook on how I do things too. And that's a good yep. thing as a learning right. step for a character. That's a great thing. People said people, people didn't mind it when Tom Holland did it. Honestly, what, what what's the big issue when he does it? You know? <laughs> dude, dude, yeah. dude, remember people were like, oh, well, Tom Holland's gonna grow with each film. You just have to hope he does. Well, then why can't we just do it with this guy then? What's the difference? He here? hasn't grown since the recent one. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the most recent one he grew in, but he had, he that was in three other films and didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting fucked well, by unless Iron we Man count. his ass. He was just true hot and anal sex with Iron Man. That's what he was. <laughs> I mean, it's Robert Downey, who wouldn't? But uh <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, Chaz, keep going. Keep going. Any was, other small little things you would consider nit- nitpicks, actually? It was like the biggest nitpick that I saw was the um that car chase scene. I love the car chase scene. What's fucking I love nitpick? Oh, there's nitpicks for the chase scene? Yeah. I mean, I that was fucking great. That was, it was fun. As so for all the people that complain about being boring, you think they'd like the chase scene. <laughs> nah, they was... <laughs> It was talking about the the editing, the cinematography, on how it was like how Penguin looked like he slowed down, and the car the car was still moving at the regular speed, and then the whole scene slowed down. It was that I was like, oh, okay, like I just, well, if they want to nitpick about slowing down sequences and especially action se- action sequences, watch a Zack Snyder movie. Don't <laughs> don't. We... <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! The only nitpick I I kind of agreed with with that scene in the church with the DA. That was the only one. How do you like yeah. that? Yeah, man got that, a, that that is something fair. It's like well, that's the he got only blown up one. in the face. He got blown up in the face, and they didn't bother taking him to the hospital. But people don't understand. It's like Gordon would most likely. It's just probably because you know there are scenes where. I guarantee you in like the director's cut or if there's ever a longer version, there's probably a, a, a deleted scene where they're going up to him as he got blown up in the face. And they're like, hey, man, we should probably take this guy to the hospital. Gordon most likely didn't allow that to happen. And by most likely, given how most Batman stories is, I know that happened. I'll bet mm-hmm. 20 bucks on that. And there's a deleted scene when the movie comes out on DVD. There's a scene where that happens and he doesn't want Batman going to the hospital. I can guarantee you that. Plus – Oh, his suit, yeah. His suit was tanking gunfire. You think he couldn't take an explosion? And it wasn't no, that bad. But later on, he got shot by one of those guys with the shotgun. And that shit looked like he was he was getting hit hard with it. That's why I was like, I think as the movie progressed, his armor started wearing down. That and, and that and that's that's like so like that's a logical reasoning, but it's like but it, it was like some people wanted to be so perfect like the comic, but his armor should have got better. Why well, I mean, if he didn't realize, oh, I might have to t- it was like he was, it was like, kind of cocky in the movie too. He didn't really think he was gonna get hurt or anything. He was yeah, d- very cocky in the movie. Yep. And later yeah. on during the movie, we see progression. He starts going like, okay, maybe I should probably approach the situation differently. Which is yeah. what a character does as you that, have character growth. That's why when people mm-hmm. were saying, Oh, I wish he would have became a better detective and how he would have found the clues, it was like, dude, he he found that one clue that was relatively easy. Everything else. After that, wasn't as easy as it made out to be. And then that one, um, and then the scene at the end where he didn't realize about the um, about the bombs. It was like everyone was like, he should have he should have been this world detective and found out. I was like, him, 
him not finding out the clues and always one step behind made it better. Because what it, it what it showed was, as you think he might be a good detective, he's not there yet as being a, a great detective. He's not there yet. That's how I I saw it. That's well, great. you can essentially thank the uh, GCPD for the reason why he becomes good. <laughs> yep. I mean, because he's working with those people. He's following his thing. Batman has father-like mentors. He has Alfred, and since his mommy and daddy is dead, he has Commissioner Gordon. And in the end, and this is even kind of shown in the animated series, he might be teaching Gordon some things, but he's also learning from Gordon. And that's one of the best things is, like, the character is learning and progressing, and people just wanted a perfect bat. That's, that's why it's the movie so jarring to a lot of people. It's like people wanted a perfect Batman. We already knew it was going to be a year two Batman based off the Batman year one comic long Halloween. Perfect detective, perfect Batman. Per- I'm like, it's like out the gate. We and that. Well, if you don't find I- if you don't find year one or year two a perfect uh, Batman story, then totally I, I can understand that. But what were you expecting when literally the creator yeah, they, said it's? <laughs> they already said it's going to be a not an origin movie, but a origin-esque movie of him becoming a better character and that's fine i i don't see how no one has been praising this this is the first live action Batman movie to really not essentially talk about about his parents death or show it in a visual way this is one of the few ones that have it right they just talk about it that's good people say they talked about i mean take it all whatever the fuck they want to talk about their own movie as long as they don't visually show me martha wayne pearls falling again i was cool with it I'm fine. Yes, but then we're going to get to a point where that becomes a norm and they don't show it at all, and then we're going to want it back. <laughs> then we're, there's going to be a point where we want it back in some way, though, because it's so not used. And that's the thing. Uh, I thought his Batman was great. I liked his Batman. I, I can't What's wait up, to see Tony? his character. I can't wait to see his, his character progress. Like the act- Dude, when, when you're in the theater and you hear that engine revving, you're like, oh, shit. Yep. She's about to go down. Fuck. Goddamn. I like the action. And people are like, oh my god, it doesn't have enough action in it. What do you want then? Just mindless action just for the sake of it? That's so stupid. That's actually so It's dumb. like the people who liked uh, A Man of Steel but hated Superman Returns. They all said, Superman Returns is boring. No, but he is the character of Superman and your Man of Steel. I don't know what the hell he was, but you got a ton of action. You got 9-11 at the end of the film for crying out loud. Oh, shit. <laughs> what else did you think was going to happen? And let me tell you, talk about a small fest. <laughs> I mean, he ain't lying. Right? Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, Matt Reeves' directing on the movie thought was nothing special. It was, it, it, it was, it was okay. Isn't know? that weird? Because even yeah. with his, um, his Planet of the Apes films, there was some kind of unique direction. There. I guess maybe his films are just, in general, even the Planet of the Apes films, except for maybe the last one. They're kind of just filmed flat, yeah. but his 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 last two kind of feel like George Miller directed them, like a Mad Max approach. Yep. So, but so flat but beautiful, I guess. Is the, is the you know it's the classic Road Warrior way of filming. Now his that first film, obviously, well, but but also the first the first uh, Planet of the Apes was not directed by Matt Reeves, correct? That was just nope. produced and it was directed. So that would explain it. Yeah, why yeah, the, the first, first movie, one visually yeah, doesn't a, look a, like it. A lot of people, a lot of people call the Planet of the Ace films a trilogy. It's yeah, mostly a trilogy because the first one's directed by uh, Riot something Riot. It, guy's name starts starts with an R, actually. Yeah, so. yeah. So that would probably mean why the why we visually when we think of those movies we think of the the last two just because it has his 
first one to me more is of his really artistry. Solid. A lot of people don't get yeah. the first, the first one's still good. No, it is. It is really good. good. Oh, Ru- Rupert Wyatt is the director of the first one. Rupert oh. Wyatt. What has Rupert Wyatt done recently? Porn acting. Is he I just think? television now? Filmography. He did Captive State. What? He did the Gambler. Okay. You did what movie? The Gambler. Gambler and the Captain Gambler in 2014 State. and Captain 2014 and 2019. This new movie comes out this year. It's called Desert Warrior. Okay. That sounds oh. like some crash. <laughs> so he's oh. not so he's not doing any franchises per se. No, no, no. Anymore. The champ. Oh, I love your Sailor Moon icon. I love Sailor Moon, actually. Yeah. Oh, he's a big Sailor Moon fan. Let me tell you. He's one of my goons. You'll see him regularly. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Hi, champ. How you doing, man? I, go. I as a kid, I love Sailor Moon as a kid. Well, there we go, chap. You got people there vouching for you. Hot ladies. That's all I need is hot ladies. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. He goes on and on. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to say about the Batman uh, movie? I personally covered everything. Character, story. Oh, real um, quick about Andy, sir. I I didn't... It was weird. I didn't mind him, but I, I think he was useful in the scene. He was there, but it was like, if he wasn't there... He wouldn't have been missed. Like I, I, I agree with that. I still prefer him over Jeremy Irons only because there's no actual Batman movie. I like, agree. I felt like Jerry Jeremy Irons looked better because when I see Andy Serkis, I I see him as a villain. I don't see him. I don't see him at even though he had the British accent. I'm like, damn, I don't, eh. it's weird because you look at him it's like. Do you see him as a villain because he played Claw in MCU? Yeah. <laughs> Claw plus like Claw well, plus uh, also he was in um. Well, he, he played in, Caesar though. Yeah, Caesar. Caesar was, like, was technically the the uh, I, the hero for all three. Like, oh, yeah, it's like him and Alfred felt weird, but it 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 made it, it that 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 wasn't even the cast that I was like. It, this makes no sense. It was the, right. It was the Commissioner Gordon one that. To me, it's like, okay, where the fuck are you going with this? Oh yeah, the yeah, the commissioner Gordon. Well, I yeah, I think that was the that was the odd castings was what right was having Jeffrey Wright be commissioner Gordon because that's so yeah. that was that was kind of like polarizing to a lot of people. Yeah, I I still don't necessarily. I have a very strong stance, and it's a, it's an equal stance to when it comes to uh gender bending race bending and sexuality bending characters yeah. for the sake of just doing it you have to have a reason to do it and i think i for instance uh, when people are like well you don't like uh commissioner gordon being black because you're racist no 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 that's not at all it, <laughs> I, it my problem with doing that is he's literally written as a irish male in the gcpd and i think it's even worse if anything to uh essentially put a, a black character over Commissioner Gordon over an Irishman. Let's, because let's be honest, when well, we know he, our history, the Irish were treated way worse. <laughs> so it's like, that's even worse if you're doing it for that reason. But if you want, there's so many other characters they could yeah. have kept. I think he would have been a better Lucius Fox. I think he would have even been better. Now I can say this. He would have been better than Morgan Freeman. I'm saying it now. You know, I, I think agree. Jeffrey Wright is a better actor than Morgan Freeman in some ways, and I think he would have been an awesome Lucius Fox. It's a shame they didn't have. I think the casting was off there, but that's just yeah, that's just my opinion. That, I loved his Jim his Jim Gordon. I thought he was great. As I it. loved it. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it that that fuck if that fucked me up because it's like mm-hmm. it's like because you gotta realize it's 
And I and I'm the kind of person that thinks three or four steps ahead. How the fuck is Batgirl go to work? <laughs> how, 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 <laughs> he has a white, he has a white wife. <laughs> but they're still mixed. He's gonna look <laughs> okay. like Catwoman. Okay. It's okay, it's just like Catwoman. I mean, I already have problems with the Batgirl casting. I love Barbara. Barbara Gordon is one of my favorite characters in comic book history. I love her as a female character. Who's, who's I think she's handled Daddy really Pete? well. Marcia, I'm uh, ashamed that they did that. Who, who yeah. you got to cast somebody that's like light skin? It's like, well, they cast they cast a girl who is literally a a, a, a she's a, she's a Hispanic pop singer, and I'm sitting there. What oh, no, credentials does she have to play? <laughs> bad girl you're telling me she's playing barbara i'm i'm thinking why would she get to play barbara gordon she's literally not played anything else but she's this huge pop star in the latin community and i'm thinking so that's what we're gonna do now is cast pop stars to play huge huge yeah, no one outside no one within america unless you're listening to that kind of music know who yeah. the fuck he is I wouldn't even care. It's not so much even even that in the case of the of the race thing. Even if somebody, a white girl with red hair who's a pop singer was cast to her, it still wouldn't be right casting. Yeah. <laughs> because she's a pop star and not an actress. So it's like, my thing is, like when people get on me about that, they're Zendaya, like, no, I'm consistent around the board. Dude, I, I, wouldn't, wouldn't, be, I, I wouldn't be surprised because at this point, it's like, you need someone who's in a rate, who, if, if you do have Jim Gordon marry a white woman, more right. likely that's how they might go. Uh, if they make him gay, I'm done. I'm, I, 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 I <laughs> swear, no, I'm he's, like, he's like, you change his race, now you make him gay, I'm done. I'm like, I, I agree. God, I, do I, I, would just, I, I, will, I will be like, oh, okay, the second movie will all back will get a one out of ten. Well, if you I, know, in the in the comics, they've already made they've made uh, they've made Superman gay. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've we've made we've made one of my favorite Robins gay already. Robin gay, he made Iceman yeah. gay. Oh my god! Yeah, everybody's <laughs> become gay at least once now in Someone all these there? timelines, and I'm over it. And oh, I'm and dude. I'm gay in real life, oh, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm only gay. I on fucking Tuesdays. hate it. So it's okay. People, people saw I was gay because it was like people saw I was gay, and people saw I was a coon because like, you don't like dating black women. No, I don't like <laughs> I don't like dating black women. Wow. From my city. No, I don't like dating black black women from my city because my family is a bunch of hoes. <laughs> they had a lot of kids. I don't know who I'm related to. I might, I might, I might, I might have almost fucked my cousin. Or <laughs> right. That's why I don't date black women within my area of Connecticut. I do not. Because I'm afraid, oh, yeah, this is your cousin. I'm jumping mm. out of the window expeditiously. Head first. Take the car. Well, I, before the comments come I'm in, sure. I will I will let you guys know. Before the comments come in, they're like, you you're, you're, hate, you hate you're, these races. You're, no, no, no. Yeah, they're going to – because they do this to me on Twitter. I'm going to clarify. I And, and this is why I know I'm balanced on this issue, okay? I wouldn't want, would you want, and I, I'm sure most of you would say no, would you want T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, to be made a white character? Hell no, because no. he's he's inherently, that's what his character is, and has always been since the dawn of time. He is a black African male, and that's what he's been. And there are already white characters in that story that you can u- utilize. So my thing is, if you're, you know, people... You know how the you know how you got the super woke people that are like, of course we don't want that. Like, you know, we're we are fine with the child being that, but we're fine with Superman being gay and white. You know what I mean? Or, or gay and black. That's they'll switch it around. They'll say, mm-hmm. no, we want 
uh, we want we want a black oh. Superman. And I'm like, do you want Kal El, aka Kal El, to be oh. a black? Oh, there Tarbo. are other black Superman that are so much cooler. Do not make a character who isn't that just to fit an agenda. You have there's other characters you could do, but the problem is you won't do it because you know it won't sell as many box office seats tickets. And that's Tarbo getting black. Fuck Eternal. Why did the one black alien <laughs> you make him gay? What the fuck? Cody's out to kiss my ass. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why the one black guy? And it turns out, dude, dude, and, and it turns out the fucking black guy is like the best actor in a fucking movie. <laughs> dude, the guy, the best I, you actor. right. That's the that's the only that's the only upside. He he was one of the better actors, but but that's some bullshit. That's well, the kid the kid that's in that um who's playing the Joker in this new Batman. He's yeah. in it, and he's oh. he's a great actor. It's just we haven't seen we haven't seen enough. I, I want to know your opinion. What did you think of the ending? Oh, <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Joker is alluded to in the movie, kind of like how they did at the, at the end of Batman Begins. They get the calling card. Yeah, I'll look into it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that I thought I was I was looking hard at it. I was like, oh, that looks fucking creepy. It looks yeah. like all oh, that looks fucking creepy. Do you think like, he's the right cast? Like, is he cast as well for it, or hey, do you, you, need, you need to see more? The actor looks ugly as a motherfucker. That's me. He gonna fit as Joker. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker Joker. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He does have a unique him. face. Just put okay, some makeup. So, just put some so, white makeup on him. He's good. Green the last, hair. The last time I saw him was in Eternals. I was like, I could see him being Joker. I'm gonna have to see a full fledged performance in a scene to really. I still haven't. I, I agree. Still, I still haven't fully watched Eternals because I, I fell asleep. You don't need to because that movie's a piece of shit. I went to the theater <laughs> with a friend to watch it's it. It's free uh, if you get Disney Plus. Oh, no, I'm not watching Disney Plus. Free, I've just fallen asleep. That movie about the Skywalker. Oh, uh, does not justify the time you're in a. Uh, fair, I still haven't watched episode four because I keep falling asleep. It's not the worst thing on Disney Plus. That's reserved for Star Wars shit. Star Wars and <laughs> uh, and, and, and Star Wars in that bullshit with Neil deGrasse Tyson. He he he's he doing some bullshit on there now. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. No, I I think um I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think we need to see more. We see need to see more of uh what's his name Barry Cogan. Um, yeah. To play, uh, to play Joker, I think he can do it. A young Joker is weird to me because <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I already have my. I guess it's yeah, time. it's weird. I think he should be a little bit older, but not by much. But then I also had problems with. Exactly. I had problems with the 2019 Joker where he was super old, you know, way older than Bruce. He's just, I have problems with that movie yeah, anyway. I'm not a that, fan, but <laughs> I have people but, saying that. That they like the Joker from or Gary Lowe's Joker over Heath Ledger's Joker, like, ooh. Well, so they're very different Jokers. I disagree. Um, yeah. I get if you don't like Heath Ledger's Joker because it's not comic book Joker, comic but book you Jack, cannot dude. deny. You cannot <laughs> deny. Here's the th- difference. Here's here's why we talked about this. I think on Helix's thing. My thing is that the reason. Here's the difference between it. Jared Leto brought nothing to the character and that's due to the script. So we didn't get to see shit. And then we saw a second chance and he blew it. But nope. then when we see you compare him to, um, you know, Heath Ledger, and then you compare the 2019 Joker, I don't know why the 2019 Joker gets so much more, more praise over Heath Ledger's performance now, because if you look at the 2019 Joker, one, he's not really Joker. He is Arthur Fleck. And two, he never really fully becomes Joker. And three, 
the actor, while he is a great actor, he never made me buy the fact that he became a different character. I always saw him as the actor. But what Heath does brilliantly, even though I don't particularly like that design and look of the Joker, what he does brilliantly and why it converted me into liking his performance so well is he becomes a whole nother person. I do not see Heath Ledger in that performance at all. It's insane what he did with that thing. And he does why people say that's his best performance deservedly so but you can watch anything he's in like brokeback mountain and a bunch of other stuff and he literally changes his mannerisms yep. for the character he does and he does a damn good job at it that's why he was one of not our after he died he died right toward the end right right exactly it's crazy to think like and people are literally saying that all these jokers are better than his and i'm like well performance wise no if you mean by design or what you wanted out the of the character, maybe you can make that argument. The best argument Jack Nicholson easily. Oh, Nicholson opinion. nails. Yeah, that we were just talking about that too. Emma Scanner, we're talking about. Now it's just me. Like he does the perfect balance of wild clown and uh, and uh, like insane, insane like madman. The yep. little things that Joker would do, like Jack Nicholson does the buzzer thing where he fries you. Yes. Little yeah, things like that. We still don't have that. We have people do in either an or in movies, and I hope this new kid does a little bit of both and realizes what works about that character. Because if you give an audience both and you balance it well, you make the entire fan base happy. Yep. Um, it would be really interesting. All right, I want to show you guys the last part of the topic. We already covered most things about the Batman. Make sure you guys go check out the Batman with the in theaters right now. We're doing this specific MSK show. My most anticipated phone of the year. It hit it hit for me. And if it didn't hit for you, well, your mom probably had sex with me last night. So that's kind of how that works. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, well, this my morning. mom's dead, so I don't know how that's possible, but hey, enjoy the corpses. Hey man, hey man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, I oh, hey, the guess what? I'll fucking grandma keep doing this. <laughs> well, All I right, grew out go. of a five-story window when I was a child. Good. Good guy. He's child hey, play one or some shit. I, hey, man, I fucked. <laughs> I, I, hey, Joker, I fucked the woman so hard, man. She, man, she was in a wheelchair for about a month. Damn, Joker, nice. Back. I'm impressed. I should just. I don't know whether they kiss you or give you money. I think <laughs> so both. Matt Reeves is trying to build out his Bat verse because let's be honest here. Warner Brothers always wanted to have their own Batman universe essentially because batman is their flagship character when it comes to at least dc it goes batman and superman then maybe whoever else they're fucking feeling in that moment maybe wonder woman maybe her maybe you know mm. now they want to flesh out more batman stories within this universe and i think this universe is, is starting off at a good point it could be a whole lot better let's see what we have here because we have two spin-off series coming one okay sorry let's watch this first sorry one is the penguin spin-off series which is with Colin Farrell, and you have a GCPD series, which has now turned into a Arkham Asylum spinoff series. Because the uh, reason why the GCPD series isn't happening anymore, and it got pivoted to this, because they had creative differences on how they wanted to run the project. So two spinoff series for the Batman coming up eventually will have them, and yeah, we're going to do watch parties for these when they eventually come out. You know they're, they're going to drop these like they did Peacemaker. You know HBO Max wants to do what Disney Plus does with their shows, dropping them around 12 and 3 p.m. for you guys since you're on the uh, you know East Coast and shit, so you guys get fucked over yeah, really, what really hard. Yeah. <laughs> do like I just have a question. I just have a question, HBO and WB. Where's my Dune Part 2? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for it. 
Florence yep. Pugh's going to be a major, major actor in Doom Part 2. You know what? I approve of that casting. As a fan of the book, she will perfectly play that character. She can play my wife, too. I think she's my wife in real life, too. I don't know. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? I personally don't think you need a Penguin spinoff series, because like we discussed before, the, by how the storytelling worked in this movie, they could just do it very mm. fast. And at their pacing, they'll do it, I guess, good enough. I don't think you need this. An Arkham Asy Asylum series feels better because Arkham Asylum yes. is a big player in Batman's mythos. I think put an entire series in one area would be kind of unique and interesting. Like Focusing on each character. Dude, would Robert Pattinson guests appear in these? Like, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Need, I don't think you need to unless they escape. Like my opinion, if they're locked in there, it's no point of him being there. So the logic of, of the logic of these series would be well, if Penguin's doing some shit to rise with the power, in a lot of episodes, people will question as a major criticism, okay, why is Batman not showing up? You know? Like well, it's gonna be a major criticism. But my thing is, is this supposed to be a, like is this is this spin-off supposed to be happening in real time or like is this supposed to be like a prequel kind of thing? As set after the movie. Oh, okay. So think of it this way. They could do a Gotham thing. The reason why Gotham actually surprisingly worked, and it had young Bruce literally growing up growing up on screen. They could do that where he cameos as Bruce every so often, and then Commissioner Gordon comes in, and there's each episode there's a different group coming in, or there's a different perspective, villain or hero or, or somebody in the city. So they can play with that, and that's a nice thing about the Arkham Asylum thing. And they could have done that with the Gotham PD. The problem is I think they realized the Gotham PD series would be too much like Gotham. And so why do it? There's already there's already a show that successfully did it for five seasons. Why try to do our own version of it in that universe? Let's put it in a complete – we can focus on Gotham, but let's put it in Arkham Asylum and focus on the villains and the people outside the gate, the heroes putting the villains in. So I think that's a genius idea. And since all the people wanted a Batfleck – Episode, you know, they all wanted the Batfleck movie with the Arkham Asylum thing. Well, now you're getting one. You're just not getting it with your Batman. So shut up, people. <laughs> the spinoff was the furthest along in development by 2022. And Reeves, at, and Reeves said it would come before the sequel to the Batman. So before you get the Batman 2, you're going to get this Ooh. series first. So that's the thing. is like nice. since, we, since this is going to come before the Batman 2, it's like this has – to have Batman in it to some capacity, unless he's dealing, unless there's some like tie-in material, some comic book where it explains, you know, what's going on with Batman and about why he hasn't interfered with something of this. Because shit is going on, and you're going like, wait, Batman would not be here. That's the only problem that I have with these announcement shows. Is like, how are you planning on adding Batman in? And it's not because you know you have like other Batman related products that come out. People are like, well, where's Batman? It's like, well, that doesn't really. Well, you won't really need that to a certain extent to make the story better. Yeah, but you don't have to literally... have Batman to make really good Gotham stories. But for this specifically, you kind of need him because this is kind of like literally after the movie. Well, and he wants here's to the better. nice thing about uh, if they've said it, if they're literally setting it in Arkham Asylum and it's it's basically in Arkham and you're not seeing so much out of it and you're seeing it from behind the bars. So you would occasionally see Robert Pattinson oh, come in and bring in a new criminal, right? So essentially he would just come in and, you know, the next week he brings in another or another, they might do it a villain of the week thing. And then as he puts the criminal, you know, as he puts the criminal in the, uh, you know, in lockup, then they choose to explore the criminal. 
So I don't know. I I can see that working out. And I and the nice thing is with Pattinson, they don't have to pay him so much because he can just pop in and bring yeah. in a criminal and they can lock him up. And then they focus on the criminal each week, the the new one he brings in or a new one that GCPD brings in. So they could totally make that work and have him just pop in. You know what was the most missed opportunity in this Batman movie was when they didn't have Catwoman or Selena sleep with Bruce. I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that's going to happen in the sequels. I think they're building up to that and it makes sense. And they might even have that happen in the second one. So by the third one, something yeah, happens where he can't sex. trust her. Yeah. And then, and, the th- <laughs> and the, the third one, she's, he, he realizes <laughs> maybe there's something randomly. happens. <laughs> she can't like, um, they might, it might be that they will have a hot steaming sex in the second one. And by the end, something will happen. They'll make him think that he doesn't trust her. And by the third one, they're, they're kind of like at odds with each other. And there's like tension between her and she joins <laughs> like a group of criminals and stuff. Sham says, "Ew, the Batman too. I want to barf and cuddle my princess serenity body pillow. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I, already cuddle, I already cuddle my, my body pillow every night. So I already, well, at least he admits he has a princess serenity body pillow because I keep teasing him for the fact that he fucked a pillow once. <laughs> And I he doesn't. Sex with my pillow. That's no, no. Me. He's. I'm willing to bet he's had sex with that pillow multiple times. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you, he's a messed up individual. <laughs> <laughs> so Reeves explained that it had. So Reeves basically explained that Arkham Asylum. He said the series would build upon Arkham's introduction in the film and explore the origins of different characters related to it. He mm. envisioned a horror tone with Arkham being depicted as a haunted house. Okay. I just hope Batman oh, appears with in the, some you of the... You mean the Arkham movie. one would be a haunted house type? Yeah, I yeah. can see that. But the fact of the matter is, is if Batman doesn't appear in any of these, people will complain. I guarantee you. Like, what was Batman doing? That oh, yeah. oh, they're going to complain no matter what. But I, th- I think people need to understand you do not need to tell a Gotham story with Batman all the time. I That's thought true. you did. I thought you did until I saw certain, so I read certain comics where they took that approach to do something away from Batman or even the case of Gotham. Involved Batman. There's Joker comics that right. don't have Batman in it at all. You know? And legitimately good stories, too. I'll, I'll say this now: animated movie. Uh, there's a new animated movie that's out called Catwoman Hunted. New DC animated movie. Oh yeah, Batman's the animated one. It. Yeah, Bat Batman's not in it, and you don't even get this need of him. That you don't even get get this feeling of even wanting to have him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's it's okay. It's an it's okay, okay. film. Yeah, you just like it because Selena. Yeah, you like the boobies. Yeah, I like. I had big fat tits. That's what I needed. That's what I go to Gotham to see. Those nice fat <laughs> tits that probably have millions of STDs in that disgusting city. <laughs> That's what I go for. Holy shit. But like I'm glad they're building out their Batman universe. And guys, you don't need superpower powered figures in this yet. Now, Warner Brothers had a backup plan. We had one DC universe that kind of failed, and now we have another one we're slowly building out. They're going to have their cake and eat it too. They get to have their flagship character, Batman, have his own thing while their other heroes have their own thing in another universe. Good job, mm. Warner Brothers. They they, they really did. They, they five-headed us. They literally did Giga Chads right now. They got one Batman universe going, starting up, and now they have a they have another DCEU with Snyder stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Zack Snyder's Justice League, that was a... Uh, that's a movie, all right. That's a that's a movie. Is it a movie? I thought it was a, a sporting event. I couldn't get out of. 
<laughs> but sure, that works. Too. Okay. Your terminology works fine too. You know. <laughs> oh, sure. Holy shit. So, what do you think about DC doing this? So, because like you, you actually do work for the studio, right? So I can't um, get you in trouble. So I, I'll actually. PR yeah. Questions. I'll PR questions. Well, what do you? I'm what do you very. I'm a very honest person. What do you think yeah, about I might... having two separate universes essentially? I think it's a smart move. I think it's something they've needed to do for a while because if they had just done that to begin with, they could have just done Zack Snyder stuff and done this film earlier. And we and and they could have done the Arkham film too with Affleck. They could have done a lot of stuff, kind of mixed it in. Um and I think we need to get to that point with comic book films between DC, Marvel and whoever else comes up to bat as far as comic book um, companies, if they decide to do movies too, like, you know, it could be, you know, the company that owns spawn could come in and be like, Hey, we got, you know, that's fine. Do your own. You've got to do your own thing. Um, understand what makes your comics work and bring that to film and be comfortable with doing different uh, side stories and stop being so focused on making a franchise. Um, it just, because it worked for Marvel doesn't mean it'll work for you. And I'm I'm not I you know I'm very critis, critical of D- DC because I'm a huge DC fan. I am a big DC fan. I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a big everything fan of things. But I'm I think it's important for fans to be critical of things they love because it only makes them better. We have a certain standard for them. It's you know we've seen it done better, and so we demand it be better, and that's perfectly fine. You don't you can do all that and still be respectful to other fans. Um, and I think that needs to be happening and we need to go the comic book route. If you're going to approach comic book films, you're probably going to have to do them in the way comic books have been done for years. And you have to respect the material behind the comic books as well. So I'm, I'm totally down with this, but I, I want about big you guys, and, but I want big flash and tits in these movies. <laughs> oh, you want, you want those, uh, what is, what's the company? Is it brazers or somebody that does those really well? <laughs> Like the, they do those really high quality, like uh, Justice. They did their Justice League b- movie was better oh, than the Justice um, League. Um, <laughs> I think it's Digital Playground. Yes, it's better than the actual Justice League. I watched that thing. I was like, why do their Dude, costumes shit. and their sets look better? Duffyo, Duffy the Captain Marvel was. She she looked better at Captain Marvel than Brie Larson. I was like, oh <laughs> right? Oh my, Duffy Duffy also Akira as though. It's Suicide Squad as Katana. I was like, oh my God. Can you imagine what an Infinity War porno would look like if you had somebody like some CGI uh, purple Thanos? I mean, like, Captain, the, the Captain Marvel is the most hated movie for no reason. I, I understood Brie Larson's stoic, amazing, gripping. No. <laughs> don't die on this hill, MSK. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't I'm die on, on this hill. hill. I'm gonna go no. walk outside of that hill and I'm gonna die on it over there. Hill are you there. gonna are you willing to walk out front of your door right now and scream, I love Brie Larson as I'm Captain Marvel? Right okay, then it's cold at night right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> so yeah, guys, that's it with the Batman so far. We did our spoiler review, and there's two more Batman projects coming. Just build out the universe slowly. All yeah. you have to do. Don't rush it like you did with the other one. You learn from your mistakes. If they rush this one and make this one back, just stop anything. Just just right. stop. Just, just stop. Go back to the drawing board, burn it all down, and restructure it again. <laughs> Don't rush it unless you're finally making a if you're gonna announce you're gonna make the perfect Batman the Animated Series live action adaptation trilogy. 
but then you can rush it because I'll probably be dead before you make the third film. So please rush it out so I can see it. So I can say I finally saw the gold standard Batman trilogy and then I can die a happy man. <laughs> also, I want to make sure I say this too, is the difference with the difference between the Batman directed by Matt Reeves and man of steel directed by Zack Snyder is the Batman's reception to the audience has been very, very good. Like, Chris Oh and yeah. And general. Yeah. There's not much no. of a there is a divide, but it's not the divide it's that not we as saw. Big with, as with Man of yeah. Steel. Man of Steel yeah. was bleh, did, yeah. split down the middle. Perfect yeah. symmetry. Right there on StreamYard. Yeah, right. Well, that, that movie is, right there. <laughs> that movie was designed to split fans and people down the middle because That's that a good thing. it's it's written by an anti-fan, directed <laughs> by a fan who is who not controlled or reined in by a studio who clearly isn't fans of their own material anymore. It's so weird if you think about it that way with actors who are fans and actors who aren't fans. It's so weird. It's literally designed to to piss people off. And that is that's probably where DC went wrong is you went so much you in the controversy. Mm-hmm. Like yep. if you look at the reception of Iron Man, people love people generally like the movie. The yeah. issue with it, the fan and critical reception, great. Man of Steel, just reception. It was pretty much all over the place. Some people loved it, hated it. They liked it, but hated a lot of certain things. Comic book fans were so mad at that movie. With this <laughs> yeah. movie, the critics and the fans like it, so that's a better start. We're already at, we're starting better yeah. than what we got. That, that, that's good. Marvel, Marvel does a really good job of making you care about characters you may not have even known or read about. With, in the case of Iron Man was not very popular until and the Iron Man movie came out and it made him, you know, a big talking point in households and made him a main character. That, you know, that is a big deal. If Marvel can make you care about characters you didn't think you would, like Thor, Captain America, whatever the case may Dr. be. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. You can knock it out. That's awesome. And that's why they were successful. That's why they were successful. And then now DC made a really now. good job. Yeah, DC's doing a really good job at making you uh hate their characters so that's not <laughs> so i will say they went the opposite way but was it the right opposite Thanos way? perfect for infinity war perfectly balanced as all things should be right? you know, yes. balanced. somebody <laughs> needs to put the dceu a picture of the dceu and then the and the mcu for the 10-year run and then have him in between with the fist up like that because and say that because that's the that yeah that's perfect <laughs> Also, what I wanted to bring up was um, now DC's really getting into trying out their more underrated, obscure characters like Stargirl. If you guys want yes. Stargirl, it's really, it's really good. Like Stargirl is great. I, I had issues with season two. Nah, season, really one, season one, was season definitely one. better than season. Season one yeah. is a mm, banger. That shit is that shit hits so good and it's so fine. And you mm-hmm. got Peacemaker comes out. Peacemaker does a good job. They announced a Wonder Twin project. Well, I'm not really excited for Wonder uh, Twins, but sure, at least you're announcing a character we don't really care for. Right. Wonder Twins is a big a joke. It's like Aquaman, essentially. Even worse. <laughs> no, a lot worse. A lot worse. Wonder Twin powers activate. Form of a fucking big black dildo. Like, fuck. What if, they, what if they bring out a Polka Dot Man series? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did you like him enough in the in the series? Funny, he funny. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. Did he did he get squashed? Yeah, he did. But let's say they do a prequel. A prequel. I would probably die. <laughs> oh no! A prequel origin of him and his his emotional <laughs> attachment to his mother, and it's just oh, a God. ten episode series. 
Even Blue Beetle, they're doing Blue Beetle. They got some established. Yeah, I hope they do Blue Beetle. Right. right. Blue yeah. Lantern. Like, they have a lot of good stuff for a few obscure characters that they no one really cares about. They got to do Green Lantern right, man. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, whatever happened to that live action Green Lantern series we heard about, it, dude, it probably got canceled. Looking at it now, we've got no announcements in a while. It probably got canceled. You mean the one that people were projecting that Denzel Washington was going to get hired for? And I was like, you ain't going to get Denzel Washington to play John TV? They they, they yeah. revealed information about it. Remember, we got, we're, we're going to get like Alan Scott. It was going to have a big budget behind it. Guys, yeah. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. They probably canceled it. We haven't gotten any information on it. No, yet. they no, they definitely canceled it. That's they this is what DC canceled. does. They announce at DC fandom a bunch of shit. Half of it gets canceled. We don't get told about it, and then they mm -hmm. announce another half to recycle the fact that to make us forget that they canceled and they, those. And the shit that does get canceled is the shit they never liked. Like that new right. guys one with um yeah with Ava act. DuVernay yeah yeah I was like thank God they canceled it. I was like guys this shit's gonna be super well it's almost like they gay. just keep announcing shit to see if people will be excited or not and see yeah. what shit sticks remember uh here I'll show you guys this right now so they have this and you guys know no the DC animated movie so they had this like continuity that started with Justice League Flashpoint Paradox that ended ah, with Apocalypse yeah. War right. Mm -hmm. Yep. I have to watch Apocalypse War. I have to watch these last yeah. two right, right there. Yeah. Now I'd, tomorrow I'd started. I like Man of Tomorrow. I thought Man of Tomorrow was good. I like Man of Tomorrow. This one I haven't seen, and I and, and I've seen these two, and I thought these these two were good. Okay, you like all these shitty films? Get the fuck. Out of here. <laughs> I knew he was gonna come in and say. <laughs> now, do we have a Green Lantern animated movie coming out this year? Yeah. Hey, man. But you know how people can be like, oh my god, Warner Bros. is not doing anything with the Green Lantern. I'm like, bro, they got an animated movie coming out this year. Just so not doing anything. It's not what I want. Oh, well, it's, yeah, it's not live action. Wanna, they're they're doing a really good them. job with their animated them. stuff right now. They need to, I mean, Dude, other than a few hit misses. Joker, Joker, I'm pretty sure the, the mental gymnastics people do is insane. They're like, huh. Warner Bros. is doing nothing with Superman. Superman and Lois is literally ongoing right now. It's not, it's, it's I know uh, that TV yeah. show shit. It's like, oh my god, mental gymnastics. Fuck well, here. as you mention all these things, um, I've had some auditions recently with certain studios, and let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff that you guys are not aware of that's in the works right now that you will be very happy with, so animated-wise. Uh, and there's some that tie in with certain video game futures as well, oh, which Jesus. I'm really excited so, about. So what Joker's telling me right now is that he's going to get me a job at Warner Brothers to be the head of DC <laughs> fans. So I can publicly well, go out and tell Ray yeah. Fisher... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm all about that, man. That was Ray Fisher already got kicked off the lot. He, he if I get to watch you say fuck you to Ray Fisher face to face, I, I hope they hire you on the spot so I can no, no one no one's security. They got signed in there. If you see this nigga kick him off coffee expeditiously. I call him fishes. I call him I call him Ray Fishes, also known as anal fishes. I used to call him that on Twitter. He blocked me. I can't believe this motherfucker got mad because his his barber could get a, a a credit in the movie. Like, a, what a self entitled asshole! Man. Over a lineup yeah. he did to your. Oh. I'm like, bro, you are not you are not Chadwick Boseman. You do not get to say Joker, whatever the fuck you want to do. Joker, that's only yeah. black people's issue. Like, oh, <laughs> you lined up my hair. That's wow. only black people's issue. Black people are the only ones that like oh, give Andrea, a fuck about lining up their hair. Andrea speaking facts. Right, yeah, he right. can't even tell that. They're gonna use him in Flashpoint. They, they, 
they were gonna use this guy in the Flash movie. He was yeah, yeah, contracted to be in he, the movie. He's like, I'll just fire myself. That's a big five head shit right there. Is when you fire yourself from no, the project that you weren't gonna be in. Oh my god! What's the yeah. meme? What's the meme? Oh no, no, none of you guys are gonna fire me. I'll fire myself then. Well, and, and you then, can't say, and you can't say it's like, oh well, it's because he worked for Warner Brothers and he was speaking out too much against them and they didn't like the criticism. Yeah. No, because I. I have worked for Warner Brothers, Lego, and whatnot, and worked for people oh, in the industry. Okay. And I have been critical of, you know, the properties that Warner Brothers put out. I have not sure. been in that jeopardy of losing, you know, connections to oh, do okay. future Joker, jobs. Joker, with to them. be fair, Joker, to be fair, you're not on Twitter going, fuck you, WVI. I hope you're right. racist. No, no, I don't say, yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Also, what I say, also, if I do <laughs> criticize them for that shit, I don't say untrue shit. <laughs> I say yeah. factual oh, shit and back it up. Oh, I back shit. it up with actual receipts and evidence to prove otherwise. I don't just make blanket statements. You know, I'm not the hashtag me too movement going around saying <laughs> things are happening when they're not. So I just don't take that approach. Yeah. I am very, I'm, it's weird. I'm in my approach. I'm very anti Hollywood, but I now work in Hollywood. I'm not afraid to tell people, you know what they yeah right what what i think of their projects and what they're doing or what they're doing wrong but the difference is what ray fisher did is he made a blanket statement of lying other people try to you know basically essentially take credibility for other people because he was pissed off he didn't get enough credibility and that's what damaged him it's the it's the the ring around the rosy bullshit that he played with people that's what hurt his career so it's it's there are ways to do it it's not you know how people say you can't criticize people in Hollywood if you work for Hollywood because you'll lose your career. You got to be quiet. You got to sit back and not say harsh. anything. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm -hmm. kind of true to a point in some cases. Like if Robert Downey Jr. is very much a conservative man, he doesn't talk about conservatism or being a Republican as much in Hollywood. So he kind of is very neutral about stuff. He's very quiet and stoic about things. So sometimes it works for people in those cases. But for the most part, you can say, what you feel on in in cases like this especially as a voice actor and an actor you should be able to say those things but the thing is you can't just start approaching it in a blanket statement way and start pointing the finger at people without having a reason to say it that's what they don't want um and so i i get their point of view and i get my um the actor's point of view but mm. ray ray made his bed and i has to sleep in it so that's all i gotta say oh ray. no he, he <laughs> made the bed and got kicked out the house Right, <laughs> they burned the bed afterwards. They, they <laughs> Uncle Phil to that. You know how they deal with gas, talking <laughs> out. Uh, to be fair, he, he he can't afford a bed because he's unemployed. He's gonna be giving me me DoorDash when I order it now. Actually, oh dude, my god, what dude, would you I, do if Ray Fisher dude, showed up as DoorDash? Would you dude, tip? Like, suck. <laughs> this is what I would say. Hey man, I, I'm a real big proud of your. I'm a real big fan of your work. And then and then that's when I pop in and say, "What work?" Psych! I lied. Nigga, you some shit. Would you tip him if he was delivering your food? Would you at least give him a tip because he's hard up on cash, or would you say fuck you? Give him. I'll give him one nickel. One nickel. Here's a nickel for your one performance. Give him a penny for one performance. I give him tip. I give him tip. Hey, next time if you go say some shit, have some proof, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Not like that. Like, 
I could see you, Blanks, taking your food and say, have some proof, bitch, and then slamming the door with your yeah. mac and cheese. Yup, mac and cheese is on chicken. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Hey. So I wanna, I, I wanna um ask you, Joker, before we head out of here, because I got another, so I got to do with Stormy in a little bit. Is um when it comes to Warner Brothers, do you think they actually get not even as like a PR thing or anything like that? Do you think they truly get like unjustifiable criticism from some of the fans? Actually, do I think who gets the unjustifiable uh... Warner Brothers as like it's like the criticism is just not warranted because of things that they may or may not have or would have done for certain things, you know? No, I think they get, I think they deserve the criticism they got. They, they made their bed poorly and now people are telling them to remake it um, or make new ones. And so that's what, that's essentially what they did is they went, they're like, should we remake the bed? No, you've already shit in it. You soiled it. <laughs> you, you burned some of the sheets. You got some nasty crusty ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you got all that shit on it. And the thing is, it's so bad that even the frame is bad. You can't even repair the damn frame. Your dog shoot on it, not on it, shit on it. And so what they've done is they said, well, instead of making a new bed, why don't we just make new, like, instead of make, remaking that bed, let's just make a new bed. And so they've, they're now deciding to make five new beds outside that universe. Smart. You should have done that in the, in the first place. Throw it all out. <laughs> start anew. <laughs> this is what I wanted to ask you, too. Pretending when, when, when it comes to when they announce things to you that you can't tell us, obviously. Yeah. I want to make, make sure people know, know this is. Things get announced all the time to people within like with like you and like they tell you certain things, but then like plans get canceled. That's just how the industry works. Plans get oh, canceled. Yeah. So when yeah. people go out and make these announcements on like their article on like articles on our website, it's like, well, uh, weren't you lying when you said that it existed? Yeah, it existed technically in someone's mind, but told someone canceled it. These things exist. I'd imagine all these things at one point are like Warner Brothers or Disney or any of these companies existed, but plans change, things get canceled. Like the GCPD series, that was happening. But now it got turned into something else. Right. I feel like no one understands that, though. It's like the people that are telling you that aren't really lying. It's just that information is changing consistently. This is an industry where information Yeah, well, people are constantly. idiots. What do you expect? <laughs> true, true, Sean. Well, well, yeah. if you have to I, – I totally agree with you on that. I mean, you have to see, though, they don't see the part of the industry, which is this is how it works, and this is with animation or live action or whatever. In the case of franchises like DC, they look at it and say, okay, what's making us the most money now, and what are people really flocking to? If that shifts in any way in the global market, what they those stupid execs, they gather up there. They don't give shits, uh, two shits about fucking Batman. They don't, even, they don't even know the material. Their money's going into it, so therefore it has the projects have to change, and that's all they care about. And, and making a profit. So what they do is they sit there and they essentially they're like, okay, what is trending now and what's working? And right now, because the Batman is, you know, pretty much successful, things are probably going to shift in their mind. Because from what I heard from one of Warner Brothers execs before, before the film came out, is there were some executives who were not happy with the film. But the general public is happy with the film. And so now that's going to shift their perspective. And so that's why they have announced that they're doing multiverse shit and all this stuff. So I think now that they're on that trend, they're going to, I mean, if this shift really helps that they do different stories and it really turns out for them, then they'll go with it with flying colors and continue doing it. But I think, um, I think you're going to see, I mean, that's the thing people don't, the general public does not see that part of it behind the scenes that there are constantly executives reshifting how what they're going to release next there might be one film like for instance there could be a green lantern film that was on the table 
or a series that they were willing to put millions of dollars into has now changed because they've realized that great, not only oh, Green Lantern fair. comic books aren't selling as much, but then Batman is now successful. And so now they want to focus on Batman material, which is why you're seeing all these Batman announcements. And then you see like, cause you know, they have people on social media running those social media accounts, gauging the interest of the general audience is like, how many yeah. people are actually going out tweeting about Green Lantern and fucking like uh, Martian right. Hunter? You know what I mean? Like people say they want these things, but in reality, when they get them, they're like, well, did I really want that? It's like people always say they want a certain thing, but when they get it, they, <clears throat> yeah. their, their tune changes all the time. You know? Right. Well, and that's why DC announces on fandom. They announce, they make those huge announcements of all these movies in, in production mm-hmm. and have it like years into the future. It's like, you know, 2025 or whatever. But the reason why they're doing it is to see who bites what. And however many fish are biting one part of the bait. So if there's these three and these other three don't do well, that's why you see them nixed by the next year. They don't talk about them anymore because they they announced it. You guys didn't like it. So they're moving on. They're not actually going to do the production for that. Or maybe they will later on. They'll, they'll, they're going to prioritize the top three or whatever the case may be. Look at what happened with Shazam, you know, and stuff like that. And some of the uh, and even um, in the case of. Uh, uh, what's going on? Like, remember when we when a rock when the rock was announced that he was going to be involved in the in the DC universe? That took a while. That took a long time till they even announced time. anything. Because yeah. that was rumors for years. And then finally they announced it. We're like, okay, now that they've announced it and they see that there's huge passion from the fans that they want to see this movie, now we're gonna do something about it. But they didn't do anything about it until they got more trending on it and the rock talking about it. And now, you know, we're you know, closer and closer towards the release of that film. So, yeah, I think it's all, I think they all care about trends and that all shifts everything. Most of the general that's how, public does see how that. Any business works, dude, like with clothing, like you, you'll see people that run clothing businesses change how yeah. certain clothes look based off the time of the week where people want to wear different shit. It's so people don't understand. It's like that Green Lantern animated movie was announced at Fandom, but how many people are actually really excited about that though? People always claim they, are huge fans of S thing. They want S thing, but they don't talk <clears throat> yeah. about it enough. Like it's that the engagement is very low on that. It's like um, in league in league in League of Legends, there's people that always proclaim they want a certain thing, but when they actually get it, they go like, I don't want that shit. They're like that, that's right. gonna be trash. It's like, well, then what do you want? Then people just talk, just to talk. That's all it is. It's, there's no real substance behind it, you know? Right. Exactly. I think the only people that are going to be really excited for a Green Lantern anime film are hardcore Green Lantern fans. And they and they know in their animated I they very much know that in their animated department the they are making these doing. separate things specifically for their fans. They are not making it for the general public. They're making it for the comic book fans, fans of those yeah. issues of the comics. Um that's why the animated uh department does such a great job with their material as opposed to the live action uh side of yeah. DC. Because like, they understand the who they're making it for. Too. Like for the recent Moon movies, I've liked pretty much most of them, except for like Injustice. I thought that was pretty fucking bad. Which mm-hmm. I thought Justice was terrible. Injustice stunk. Uh, yeah. Batman Hush recently, that stunk. There's a few ones that have stunk recently, but most of them are still pretty darn good. You know, Man of Tomorrow, I really like that one. Long Halloween, parts one and two, I really like that. Uh, I haven't seen Justice Society World War II yet. I got to watch that, actually. I, I just recently watched Soul of the Dragon. I thought that was okay. Soul of the Dragon was... Mm-hmm okay film you know as long as they're still doing good by their animated department i think they're fine you know right they're still doing that don't do batman hush again don't do that don't do that. Don't right do <laughs> right don't do well that. fun fact i actually auditioned for uh injustice really? um yeah i actually had to end oh, okay. but they literally told me they were going purposely in a completely different direction which was a big mistake 
They should I really should have gone with the Hamill stuff. Hamill couldn't do it. And I auditioned and there were people who were close, you know, within that knit group that wanted to do. And, you know, of course, I was one of the first to ask because of the whole Hamill voice. And so I said, hmm. OK, I hear Hamill's not doing it. I would like to be a part of this. Can you get me in any way? I did. And I got the audition in. And then when they told me that they wanted to go a completely different route with Joker, that's the that's the crappy Joker you guys got in Injustice. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Injustice, you guys may not have liked Injustice for other reasons, and then you would have got my Joker and been happy with the Joker and been really upset with Injustice. So then I would have my, to explain myself dude, as to why was I why was I in a shitty animated movie? <laughs> dude, even in um Injustice, I didn't like that movie because it was a piece of shit. At least the Joker yeah. voice acting was good. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that enjoy that enjoy that interpretation of Joker. I understand it's not what people thought it was gonna be because they thought they were gonna go full like you know, mm -hmm. video game injustice and yeah. have the Mark Hamill. I get it. I understand that. I get the uh, letdown. I think there were, honestly, I think there was more people that were more let down over the Troy Baker um, thing in the uh, long oh, Halloween. Cause yeah. I know, they, dude, they could have had their own, like injustice could have been something you build off of year and year. And it got yep. to the point of having it. They just, there's no, there's no way a competent person thought doing an, an injustice one shot story was better than doing mm -hmm. it by breaking it down and showing why the characters eventually turn on each other and why they have different fractions of Batman and Superman. It's like they really thought doing a one shot take was good. I'm like, okay, nope, I'm good. When I saw right. the movie, I was like, okay, this, this is just a flat out piece of shit. This is just bad. What DC <laughs> what just trying to do everything in one shot? You don't say. <laughs> yes, I've never heard Superman. such a thing. I heard I heard BBS was a masterpiece. That's what I heard. You know. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that too. <laughs> but I don't might be a masterpiece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can polish shit. It's still shit. I think people are like, oh, oh my god. Well, because you know what's crazy with that contradiction with people. It's like they're like, um, oh yeah, uh, you know, BBS is a masterpiece. But then you say Warner Brothers sabotaged his film. What the fuck? Yeah, I yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get some of these criticisms. Like apparently they hate Warner Brothers, but they think BBS and Man of Steel are. And his sacks and his are masterpieces. They think they're masterpieces and they want Zach to keep working and want these actors to keep working. But then they're saying stuff like boycott DC and the execs at DC and ma <laughs> make sure they burn and fall down. I'm like, you do realize if you want DC to fail, that the chances of your films getting made are not going to happen anyway. Who do you think is going to pick them up? Marvel? No. <laughs> like, I, where did, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Did you think that? Kevin Feige was going to swoop in and save the DCEU. I mean, that would be wonderful, but he won't. <laughs> He's got his own like, stuff like, to like deal people, with. Like people said, well, why doesn't Kevin Feige just go and do something else? Why would he need to? He's making a yeah, well, he of went, money. Yeah, you guys are making him a successful man with a huge billfold. Why would he do that? <laughs> it, it's just like, dude, I just can't get behind some people when, when they say certain things, man. They're like, oh my God, well, BVS is the masterpiece and so is Man of Steel. But then why would you want to boycott WB then? They gave you a masterpiece. What's well, they're not really listening to what they're saying. That's the problem. That's why they don't. That's yeah, why they sound Man of Steel's a masterpiece. You, you, your brain is it's <laughs> frying. That shit is Dude, like on a BVS. The only thing I liked about BVS was how astronomically insane the choices were in that script. I actually laughed hysterically because I was already mad at what they did with Superman. So I couldn't get any yeah. matter. And by the end of it, I was shocked that they killed him off and like all this stuff. I was laughing. That movie is the best comedy of that year. I'm sorry. And then to have Zack Snyder reveal that the bat suit doesn't really enhance his strength, it's like, well, now is he punching him then? Because 
The yeah. point of the reason why Batman's suit can do certain things in certain comic books to hurt the big DC heroes is the suit enhances his strength, right? He builds it to enhance his strength, right? But if the right. suit is enhancing his strength, then how is he punching Superman on a competent level? Right. That doesn't make sense yes. logically. Well, say you break your a whole suit could break essentially. Then the MSK, I'm not kidding you. When I saw Batman v Superman, I watched it with a group of friends, and I literally said, This has <laughs> happened. And I actually used this as a joke in one of my Joker's Corner reviews of it. I, oh. I, <laughs> I literally sat there in the film when, when I, when they're fighting the first fight between Batman and Superman, and they're down in the building and they crash through into the bathroom. I literally uttered the words, wow, they're really throwing everything in here but the kitchen sink. And the moment I said that, <laughs> what happened? Batman smacks Superman with a sink. And that's when my brain snapped and I said, oh. <laughs> and then I started, they really just predicted my joke. And that's when I was just like laughing through the rest of the movie because I realized it didn't give a shit anymore. And so neither did I. So I had fun with it. I was laughing hysterically. Dude. I was that movie lost me in so many different <laughs> levels when it first started. So Clark is crying that he killed Zod, and he's like, he feels very, very bad about it, right? Yeah. And he super speeds a black guy through a brick wall. Like, what, the <laughs> f what? That guy's dead. That guy's dead, dead. Like I'm talking like mega dead. Like Chaz when he gets laid dead. Like just let flat out gone but didn't you just over. love jesse eisenberg's interpretation of the oh so threatening lex luther from facebook <laughs> no i didn't i jesse eisenberg, <laughs> no i like that one actually but jesse eisenberg's lex luther to me the best lex luther is michael rosenbaum from smallville i think that's the best lex luther, lex luther oh yeah to me. yeah i oh, think him goodness. and gene hackman are good lex luther's i don't i, like I don't hackman. really have like a, a problem lot of with classic those. guys I, I i like a lot of these classic guys you know it's one of these things where like Ugh, dude, I hope DC Why is it better. the classics got the characters right right off the bat when those characters <laughs> weren't even prominent and pop? <laughs> yeah, like and they're like they were just the comics at that point. Adam West, you know, obviously in the sixties is playing a, a version of Batman on his own, but like then you get Keaton comes out, knocks it out of the park with the reinvention of Batman, and that's what the comics become. And then you see, you know, you see Christopher Reeve as Superman, defining Superman and and nailing it. You don't see, um, you don't see uh, Ben Affleck as as redefining the Batman character. <laughs> um maybe he redefines the quote-unquote action scenes that you guys love so much in that you know but as far funny? as the character no you know it's funny ben affleck failed at being a superhero twice he only did it once when he played a character who played superman who in the league who eventually got killed oh yeah he he did play the guy who played the og superman george in, uh, Reed, or george in daredevil he, yeah. he failed like a lot of people don't even like Daredevil. Daredevil is considered like one of the worst super movies ever made, isn't it? Daredevil, the R, the director's cut's way better. If you yeah, get the chance the to watch the director's cut, is nuts. yeah, the R-rated director's cut, that's good. But that's because they cut eighty percent of the shitty, yeah, you know, cheesy scenes out. Yeah, all like the lovey-dovey stuff. They kind of cut so a lot I, of that so out. So that pretty much wraps up our show. We had a great show tonight. It was nice to finally have Joker on. I'll have you on for another solo show. In Indeed. But you are you are welcome to any show you want when we're doing like chill streams or anything like that. Make sure yeah. you have sex with Harley Quinn a lot. <laughs> I appreciate it, man, and I will. <laughs> Mother, or you can give it to me. I just got here and you closing up the show. You didn't. Even I know, right? Up. You know what I mean? You didn't say what's up, Anzo? How you doing? Nothing. What's, what's up, Anzo? What's up, Anzo? How you doing, man? You're doing yeah. great, dude. Right? Hey, Anzo, you want to go ahead and re-review <laughs> the entire Batman plot for us? Go right ahead. We'll only be here for the next four hours. Nah, trust me. I, I, 
I, I was going to fall asleep. <laughs> I'll let you all re-review it. Go ahead. The way I fell asleep through the Rise of Skywalker is the way you fell asleep through the Batman. Rise of Skywalker was a great movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, Excuse no, me. The Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie film. <laughs> period. They don't. Period. Like, I don't like the prequels, but I Rise of Skywalker easily. Yeah, like, when the when the sequels Steph came Curry out and they made the worse. prequels look better, that's pretty bad. Steph Curry <laughs> from the like half point shot. That's the worst movie. Not 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 even. You think close. it's worse than Clone Wars? Yes, at least Clone Wars Easy. has the okay. ending scene. At, at I least- think. People give crap to Clone Wars, but honestly, I think uh, Phantom Menace is worse. Oh, no. Phantom Menace is easily Technically All all I'm going to say is thank you, Joker. I like Phantom Menace, but I don't think (laughs) the clones is bad either, right? I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it is bad. Let's be honest. Here's what they should have done. I'm just going to say a minor criticism. George should have started with Anakin, slightly older in in Clone Wars, and skipped all of uh, Phantom Menace, because Phantom Menace is a complete filler. I I felt like the best part of Phantom Menace was towards the end, was where they were fighting Darth Maul. Everything else was like, I I didn't need to see Jar Jar fucking Binks. (laughs) Tell me about it. Dude, like, I will say the pod racing scene was awesome, but yes. did you need to have it in the film? No. You no. could have put it in any of the other movies and still made no. it work. Yeah. But it is a fun sequence to watch. It's just a fun sequence, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't you just love that in-game moment in Rise of Skywalker where she says, I'm all the Jedi. She sounded like she tried to sound like Christian Bale playing Batman. I was like, it was like Christian Bale playing just, Batman. Just, 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 you know, you do go to the end of that waterfall and just jump right off. Just well, if you want to sound like Christian Bale, you need to chew glass because according to him, that's what he did. So yeah, Chris, <laughs> Christian Bale, you know why he irked me? You know why he irked me as Batman? This motherfucker went from playing a character that was like 90 pounds at a you know, I, I, it was a war movie. Then mm-hmm. he went to play Dark Knight, and then he went playing a crackhead mm-hmm. in the fighter. Like yeah, yeah. you gotta stop losing. It, it, and I know he gets losing and gaining, yeah. But he kept fucking up All his right, house. Like, dude, you gotta go. Oh, I'll be streaming. I'm literally gonna stream That's- right after this. So if you guys want to watch my next stream, I'm literally streaming. If you're watching right now, I'm watching. I'm gonna start yeah, streaming like literally less than a minute. Joker, you can join if you want to have an after party. You can join, man, because we'll. Thank you. Wait, Thank you're, you're, you're on vacation. You're on vacation. I am on vacation. Wait, did you talk on vacation? He murders people. What are you talking it's about? It's a chill stream. Well, I'm dude. on vacation from killing people. I'm, still, I'm sitting Why back having vacation? a martini, if you don't mind. <laughs> the, guy who killed, the guy who killed Versace was on a vacation the whole damn time. The fuck? <laughs> well, I also, according MSK? to MSK, killed... Uh... Yeah, it'll be a chill stream in, in a little bit. So give me like 30 chill minutes stream, to talk yes. with uh, Stormy and shit. And then I'll we'll, invite yeah. you guys on, okay? Because You know, you know she's number one, right? right? You're doing the Stormy show with them. I, I have all the ladies to myself. That's how it works, actually. I'm just kidding. Well, you know she's number one, right? You know she's number one. I'm number one. Oh, fuck you. She so, goes, goes treat you like number two. Make sure you guys check out Joker's Corners channel. He's an awesome guy. Thank you. He's gonna give he's gonna give me all the inside information into Warner Brothers now. I have spies sure. on Warner Brothers now. <laughs> sure, maybe. Over, over my dead body. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll see you guys later. Like, comment, later, subscribe, man. most of all, enjoy. See you guys later. Goodbye. Later, Peace.